Hello, welcome to the 75th episode of Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space, a podcast that typically explores the science fiction and fantasy movies, trying to find good stuff and all that treasure and stuff like this. But hey, this is another list episode, so if you don't like that stuff, I, I don't know what to tell you. But hey, 75, that's pretty good. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name's Aaron. My name's Campo. Hey guys, what's up? Seventy-five. I know. Wow. Uh, I was listening to the Ewoks Battle of Endor episode, mm-hmm. and I was like, episode forty. That means we've had thirty-five episodes since then. Wow, that's insane. I, it feels like it was. I mean, it does feel like it was more than months ago, but yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago. No, it's very strange. That's crazy. Yeah. Can't believe it, and this is the last episode. So, oh, uh, no more. Uh-huh. Huh? Oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you guys. Yeah, Joel's breaking up with us on the air. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm starting my own podcast. Man, I already dude, that's ghetto, Joel. I already just started like writing a song, a breakup song in my head, like right now. This is the ultimate finding out at the last second on the show. No. I wouldn't do that to you guys. You guys can join me on my new YouTube channel, or I'm just going to have nothing but emo um, hits emo over hits. and over again. And next week, you guys are going to do anything else, because you're not going to be here. <laughs> next week, you can listen to nothing. <laughs> no. Uh, so we're going to do another top five sci-fi list, this time 1997 to 2006. It's my fault for picking such archaic years i mean we started in 2016 so it made sense to keep doing that i'm cool with it that's yeah yeah it's a 10-year period yeah it's fine okay what i couldn't find anything no i don't have a list well it's all terrible don't worry i'm all old school there's lots of things to comment on i um i'll just i'll just sit here and judge all you guys it's gonna be great excellent i i enjoy my my enjoyment is garbage i enjoy garbage and so i have quite a list of movies to talk about. <laughs> I'm so judging you, Aaron. What song did Garbage do? All of them. Mm. <laughs> how many bonus? How many? Uh, what? What is it? What do they call those honorable mentions? How many of those do you? How have? many am I allowed to talk about? I mean, just how many do you have on your extra list there? Okay. Um, I have 17, so that's already pretty big. Wha- my list is pretty big too. I would say I'm 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 comp. Here, just a moment, I'll get you a, a tally. See, Aaron, you told me there's going to be a list. Like I didn't know that it was by year, so I made this list, and Aaron said you'd only have five. And I'm finding. Well, I, I did mention in that post. That I said 1997 to 2006. I yeah. did send you that message. 
That wasn't what I was talking oh. about right now. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk about how I could only have five. Well, we try to narrow it down to the top five, and then five runners, runner-ups. Yeah. Yeah. But you just a hundred runner-ups. Why do you want five runners? Hopped up on God knows what on <laughs> here. He's on B12. Sweating, Something going like through that. a list of sci-fi. What are you doing with your life, Aaron? <laughs> Sarah, I'm living it. I'm living it. How many extras? Yeah. I don't know. Three. Two. One. Hello and welcome to Please Don't... Oh, wait, we already started. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have extra numbers. Okay, that's right. You know, yeah. I have extra names. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Them. No, I didn't number any of mine either. They're just in order <clears throat> by year. Oh. Yeah. Nothing I, did. I can't. I'm not good at this stuff. Well, <laughs> see, we had like a month. Yeah, we had a month notice, to think so. about it. Said tonight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a little too quick. And then, like uh, ninety this year, ni- okay, 1997 and 2006 is a very good year for our age demographic. If you were, if you don't have taste, like we don't, you know, see, it's uh, eighteen, Joel. Uh huh. That's my my the number of extra movies I have. Oh, okay. 18. So only one more than me. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I don't feel so bad. I okay. have eleven extras. Very good. But yeah, so 1997, Sarah and I personally were just uh, getting towards the end of high school. Aaron was uh, beginning, just began, but beginning. you know that's only four more years till we're out. And then after that, you know that that becomes when the real forming of uh, a person's personality, because all of a sudden you have to become independent. So I think that that's another reason why those years ended up to be formative. Not not to mention. That some of those, I, I don't know if they were considered millennium or uh, what? Yep, millennials or not? I don't are, know if we're Generation we? X. No, I don't know. We're Gen X. See, Gen that's X? what I think. Yeah. I think we're Gen X. Okay, yeah. but I've heard people refer to our age as millennials. That's also, personally, I don't care. I've always felt that I was ageless to begin. With. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're, I've heard Gen Y too. You're a total Gandalf. Cool, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being called a wizard. That's fine. I don't know. For me, it was more like 80s was the sci-fi fun stop motion time. And I think around high school and all that, that's when I'm like, God, oh, it's computer crap. I don't want to watch that. That's <laughs> what Scott Cherry was saying. I don't, I don't. I'm not really into that. I like old, like I even have, um, like I, I used to listen to old uh, sci-fi radio programs I have on CD. And there's nothing better than a 30 sci-fi. Yeah, actually, yeah. Radio show. That's really Especially fun. Especially the way they say rubits. <laughs> Damn dirty rubits. <laughs> Just the way they thought space worked was pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, sci-fi in my house, so that's why I had to do it. We didn't, we didn't ever watch sci-fi. So there was just a constant, constant yeah, yeah, you, state of sci-fi. Oh, in I, I know. My household. You had a directly For private. For those that don't know, Aaron's parents are like the coolest, nerdiest, like sci-fi. still active. Nerdy, like they go out and look for science fiction things to nerd out about, cause of play the whole thing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I think with mine it was uh, Godzilla. That was the one when I was real little. That was the sci-fi. That was. All the goofy fun. It's too complicated. Yeah, I, w- I won't deny that. Get out. Everything's okay. I see how. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I can't put anything like super. I, just, this year. I mean, is there anything in your guys' opinion 
within this 10 year period that is like something that people are going to be talking about 50 years Absolutely. from now? Okay. Absolutely. Well, I'm interested in that. I have, I have, I have a movie. Uh, no, on our list. So oh. My top number one pick, I feel, is definitely a movie that, that um, will be talked about. Mine is you not. You can't put showgirls on that. It's not a sci-fi movie. No, it's a fantasy movie. <laughs> That'll be our next list. Okay, who wants to go first? Uh, well, I thought... Aaron? You're you're the host with the most. All right, be first. Okay, fine. All right, my fifth choice... Wait, hold on a second. First of all, I just want to mention my science fiction picks are pretty trashy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I like trash. And uh, I, I just want to make sure. <laughs> Shut up! Uh, I was born. That's no, true. I These was, are our own personal favorites. I know, you don't have to justify it. Oh well, yeah. well no, I'm here I do. To judge, so yeah, you got to really All explain right. yourself. So number number <laughs> number five is one of these garbage cho- choices that I was discussing about earlier from the year 1999, uh, a movie that I've watched several times and will continue to watch, Mystery Men. Is my uh, fifth choice. Number five. What year is that from? Uh, 1999. Does, okay. that, does that count? Yep. Yes, it's science How? fiction. Where's the science? The city itself <laughs> is, it doesn't have is, science, but it has superheroes. He's he's using technology like the the main uh, the guy who played by Greg Kinnear like flies around with jetpacks and stuff like that. Yeah. See, I don't. I I can't ever get grasp what the heck science fiction is. That's really. fine. That's fine. It's a huge range of different things. I know, it's really complicated. My my note that I wrote down for this movie is, I don't care what Joel says, I love this movie. Stick <laughs> <laughs> it to Joel. What my co-host says, I'm gonna watch Mystery Man. How come you like it? Yeah, well, Yeah, explain yourself, Aaron. First of all, um, before I even knew what the Flaming Carrot was, before, I mean, so previous to my involvement at the comic book store and whatnot, I just found the characters to be very interesting, captivating. Um, it had Pee Wee Herman in it. I really like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, so weird. I always thought his character was kind of hot. I thought he was the I, was hot, uh, hilarious. I thought he was hilarious. Um, Even with all the acne, I was like, you know what? I don't know why. There's something about him. I really enjoyed the city, the layout, the layout, <laughs> the layout of the city. I thought was really interesting. I liked um, the idea of, um, all these like themed gangs that were in the city, I thought they were really interesting too, like the disco bandits or whatever. And yeah. like, I uh, mean, that's very. Uh, I have to say that as far as like, as far as like a, a setting, a, like a, a themed kind of weird, interesting world that these heroes lived in, like because it, it had to be a world where like these reject superheroes could exist. And it's a really good job of of laying that groundwork. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what holds my attention. But the problem is, and and it's like a double-edged sword, because there's certain thematic music in this movie that when I think about Mystery Men, it gets stuck in my head. Somebody once (laughs) told me. Oh, that's mainly fun. mainly Smash Mouth. The curse of the '90s, known as Smash Mouth. Yes, that but- song though. <laughs> Did so you catchy. know that you can sing it over any other song? <laughs> what? It's a YouTube. <laughs> oh, you can you can smash that Smash Mouth song into anything else. Sarah was sharing this uh, this so guy on YouTube. Five. Number five. That was number five. Number my five. choice. Mystery. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's what I like about Mystery. Okay. Hank Azaria, William H. Macy, Janine Garofalo, Ben Stiller, Paul Rubens, Greg Kinnear, Jeffrey Rush, 
Eddie Izzard, Tom Waits. It's an amazing freaking cast. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Well, it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, it's okay. That's okay. It's fine. No, I've seen that movie like more than five times. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I just can't watch it again. That's fine, Joel. That's fine. I don't think it's that bad. I don't see Paul Rubens farting in anybody's face. I could could do it over again. I could do that over. I don't know why. I don't have to tell you. Because you get amused by farts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's because you watch that movie and you're like, if I had a power. <laughs> yeah, that'd probably be one You already have that power. I have to wish well, for it. Oh, my God. And there's like a guy who's like invisible only when people are not watching him. Oh, that is his power. It's Kel. <laughs> I just remember seeing that movie with my sisters and yeah. we're like, you know what? There's something about the spleen. It's very attractive, and I don't really know what it is about him. I just love it. I love it. There's a guy who can shovel really well. That's his ability. He can shovel really well. Damn well, Aaron. Damn well. (laughs) God gave him a gift. West Studio, so I forgot about that. The comic, not as as interesting as the movie. I beg to differ. I enjoy The Flaming Carrot quite a bit. Um, But, but, uh, like, the Mystery Men comics Mm, themselves are a little weak. Yeah. 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 I've not read. I gave you issue. a flaming carrot comic. I've read flaming carrot before that. I know, but no, this wasn't what I was talking about. Oh. You were talking like I haven't read the flaming. I, I didn't say that. You. I didn't say that. You guys, hmm? Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds really nerdy. So Bob Burden Just, is amazing. He's only only cool stuff on this podcast. Oh, sorry. This is the cool I'm cast. Can, I should probably see my <laughs> see my way out then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, get out of here. Let me pick up my pocket protector real quick here. Oh. Like, hold on a second. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. That's my number five pick. Though. Okay. I'm surprised I've never watched it because it came out right around the time of Reality Bites and yeah. it had Ben Stiller and Janine Garofalo in it. Yeah. Um, it just, I think my mom might have been like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's interesting the Matt, the kind of parental guidance that your mother applied to your guys' existence. Like, no Scooby Doo, it'll make you stupid. <laughs> she really? Yeah, yeah. My sister, I don't remember this, mm-hmm. but my sister says that my mom told us we couldn't watch Scooby Doo because she didn't want to have idiots children. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to ask her about it because <laughs> I don't remember that. That's kind of funny. I was never allowed to watch the the um, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice cartoon. Really? And, and I was restricted from watching The Simpsons as well. Oh wow! The Simpsons has rated R material. Well, there there was an episode where everyone decided to get naked yes. in town. And after that, I wasn't allowed to watch it anymore. <laughs> and it was really what my mom like said. Yeah, you can watch Schindler's List as a child. But I don't want you to watch The Wizard of Oz or Mary Poppins. That's <laughs> you know, there's just some witchcraft. Parents make these choices. No, mom doesn't care about stuff like that. She doesn't care about magic. She just didn't. She's not a whimsical. She doesn't like anything with whimsy in it. So nothing. But the Wizard of Oz is so good. Is it? I never seen The Wizard of Oz. We need to watch it. We watch. We need to watch it. Mary Poppins is okay. I tried to watch it, like, just, ooh, I'm going to finally watch it, and I fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's that That used to be the movie that they would put on when I was, like, sick from school. They would put on Mary Poppins, and I'd fall asleep. <sighs> you okay? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. You're in the next I'm dimension. Here. It's okay. I'm here. All right, Sarah, I'm not, what is your 
What is your number five? My number five. Oh, you put on your phone. You're so high tech. Is <laughs> Phantoms from 1998. Phantoms? I'm just kidding, guys. Phantoms. Phantom? Well, Phantoms Sarah, it's, is it's, the ball. it's already recorded. It's on, Sarah, it's on. The it's not on my top five. Oh, but it made the list. Really? Oh my god. No, I saw Theron. I've seen it because I was like obsessed with Ben Affleck when I was in high school, but yeah, I I was kidding. It's not my number. It's not in my top five. I've never seen Phantoms. (laughs) I've seen it. The Phantom. I I have the Phantoms on DVD if you want to borrow it. I just want to slam evil. No, no, bring it back though. You can keep it. No. I still got that copy of Mazes and Monsters I gotta watch. Oh, that's that's, that's a good a one. Movie. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. definitely a movie. All right, what's what's your real number five? My real number five is The Fifth Element. Oh, that that's on my sense. list. Is it on your top five? Yes, that okay. was on my list. So you want to talk Higher a little up. bit about it? Okay, my little snippet of The Fifth Element is... Makes sense. This is a movie that I watched... Uh, many, many times with my Aunt Chris and my mom and my sisters. Hmm. And um, and we we covered this for the show. Yeah, I'm, exci- I'm glad um, that uh, Aaron gets a chance to talk about it because yep. he wasn't there. Anyway, um, I'm just going to say that um, I think it was a pretty monumental movie yep. for the time. Oh, what yeah. year was that? 97? 97, yeah. indeed. So that's my number five. Is a really big year. Yeah, ninety-seven was amazing. I was have, yeah. I have one on my top five from ninety-seven, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six on the honorable mentions, including the Fifth Element. Okay, so uh, I already know you guys have this on your lists, also. So uh, contact is my number yep. five. It's on my list. You got too. farther up there, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. Contact, Contact's contact. Higher on my list. It's higher now, on my list too. When I brought this, let me let me just uh, my little quick snippet. When I brought this movie up, I was like, <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, I made a joke about contact, and Aaron was like, oh, it's on my list. I was like, what? And then Sarah's <laughs> like, yeah, it's on my list too. It's like, no, no, people hate this movie because when I was growing up in high school and afterwards, I'm pretty sure I heard a lot of people saying how bad that movie was. And then I took a poll on uh, Facebook, and people were like, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, it's a good movie. The ending's a little weird, but otherwise, it's good. So. Yes. We'll talk about it later. Cool. I didn't hear anybody say that when I was younger, but I didn't really ask people for their yeah. mus- <laughs> their movie preferences and I knew I had I had sci-fi lovers in my family who liked it. So Do you um, like that movie at all, Contact? It was alright. Yeah. I mean I saw it and I was like, Yeah. I feel that's, like that's neat. Maybe it was made fun of on like Family Guy or something. It was made fun of on South Park. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Whatever. About that. It's important. Okay. It's the episode where, <laughs> where uh, Mr. Garrison has surgery and he ends up looking like uh, that guy from Baywatch. <laughs> okay. What? I just remember the most uh, memorable thing is who's the the bad guy, the one with the teeth? Oh, uh, Gary Busey's son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't Gary oh. Busey. It was Jake. Oh. Jake Busey. I just remember seeing him and being like, oh, man, that's just. I think he was like a villain before this movie. Oh yeah, happened. he was typecasted for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did he get his arm shot off in that bug movie? Oh, yeah. you're talking about um, 
Oh, and uh, something else that's going to come up on the list? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bug movie? No, it's not on my Boy, list. He was in a bunch of movies. He was. He <laughs> was. Around that period. He's always, like, horrifically frightening. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect, Joel. <laughs> he always has this look like he's just... <laughs> you know what's ironic about him getting his arm shot off in that movie? Is what? that there's a scene where he's playing the, uh, you know, the future violin for everybody. And that I remember he was doing it with the camera, and then he gets close to the camera, he's like, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> he's not even smiling. He's making the creepiest face while he's playing oh, the violin with his teeth. About? I'm talking about the, the the bug movie, the guy who gets his arm blown off. Oh. He's playing the violin, and he's going, Busey's the son of Busey. Oh, man. Son of Busey. <laughs> we'll watch it. Cool, cool. Like okay. horrific. Number four? Number four. Number four. Okay. My yeah. n- son of Busey. My number four pick is Godzilla Final Wars. Oh! It's on my honorable mention. Oh, my God. I love that movie. <laughs> yes. Um, this is a movie that... Um, Wait, I'm not... Oh, oh, my God. Tell us. Tell us. The passions, Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> the passions I know. For I that know. Movie. That's why I made my list, for sure. I, I made, the, obviously, a list, but I didn't put it by year. But I, I, I think in any list, Godzilla is going to be... On there, all the movies. But, Absolutely. Oh, when you say that, I'm like, oh my god. You can't <laughs> mm-hmm. see it, but my head's thrown back, my hands are on my chest. <laughs> Passions. All right, go on. <laughs> oh, I was just going to mention my first experience of this movie. Uh, I was sitting in Joel's room. Oh. Uh, we were both naked. Oh. Yeah, it was rather warm. So go Joel on. was like, you know, you know, take your clothes off. And I'm like, sure. No, I'm sure. Or just a couple of dudes. <laughs> just a couple of dudes, yeah. This is a good story. <laughs> Actually, I, I can't. I cannot recall the initial reason. We were just hanging out. We were yeah. just hanging out, and and we were just checking out. And Joel gave you a flower. Yeah, I gave you. Yeah. <laughs> like slowly behind your ear. He said he wanted to draw me like those French girls or yeah. something. I'm just. Mm-hmm. So then, let me set the mood here, and I turned on Godzilla Final War. Yeah. <laughs> It is the most romantic movie. I feel like we weren't in bed. I feel like this was like in the living room of my yeah, parents' Yeah, it was house. probably the living room. Yeah. So my parents were naked too. It was weird. It yeah. Was really <laughs> it, it, yeah. It was a Betazoid <laughs> wedding. It was a Betazoid <laughs> wedding in, 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 your li- in your living room, Joel. Yeah, playing, oh, that, playing that doorbell. <laughs> but yeah, I was at your house and we were just watching movies. I think we'd watched... Um, a really old one. Um, I am Legend, or the 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 or the, oh, the the the, um, the Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were just looking around. and We were like, "Hey, let's try this Godzilla Final Wars." And our brains melted <laughs> like at the same time while we were watching this. It was awesome. Uh, oh, my it was favorite! A good experience. My favorite is when they show America. <laughs> well, this movie has every. <laughs> Every Godzilla, every every single kaiju, mm-hmm. up until two thousand four, are present in this movie. Yeah, including the nineteen ninety seven Godzilla, and it's the only one that's CG. Yep, that's the part that makes me laugh so much for about ten seconds. So my note on this is all the monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not even like that's not even the full scope of it because it's not a, not just the kaiju thing. I, like it's it's also got this full on. 
like action Power Rangers, like so also submarine battles. Oh yeah, like that's different right. thing. Like like the captain video, with the mustache, stuff like that. Yeah. But, and, uh, yeah. Like when we when we watched Cutie Honey, I was like, this is reminding me of Final Wars because they were like, oh, oh, and then explosion, and oh, falling back kind of thing, and then somebody on a motorcycle. It's beautiful. Good. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful film. It changed my life. What what Campo was mentioning earlier about the scene from America though. Ugh, oh amazing. my god, it's there's it's, I guess it's just what they think America's like. Because <laughs> it shows Godzilla going to America. Oh uh, it was I believe it was um Rodan. Was it Rodan? Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. No, it's okay. Rodan well, there in is America. A good, only CG one. And apparently, just mm. everyone's all gangster. Yep. There. And it shows a pink Cadillac. And a cop telling him, like, get out of the car, sucker. <laughs> or something like that. And he's all, do I have to shoot a bitch? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it's like here. That's so. exactly what New York is like. Yeah. And it's it's the fakest set. Oh yeah, well, of America. Th- yeah, and and just seeing Rodan flying over and crushing a pimp or whatever is probably one of the best <laughs> things I've coat, ever. Money coat. in hand. Yeah, his hat blew off. Didn't yeah, his hat blew off. Yeah, yeah. This is the saddest part. I've never seen that one either. <gasps> it's, um, it's so good. It's a Japanese Godzilla movie from when? Two thousand four. Oh, cool. Yeah, and me and Joel were just like, "Well, let's see what this is," and again. Collectively, our minds you were guys just, were just like not ready for the yeah. It was like it was Toho's swan song for Godzilla because the, they finally decided that the brand had gotten tired after like the failure of Godzilla two thousand, and <laughs> I think there was another one after that in between. So this was supposed to be like the last hurrah, and then of course you know it got rebooted much later by the U.S. and I, I haven't seen that version. Oh, it's just it's so good, and I, it, it needs to be seen. And I, I want to watch it again. A cool thing is, I'm, I you were the one who showed me it. Mm. I had all these old VHS of Godzilla, and I am um, I think it's when we were just dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we were, yeah. we were just dating. And then you saw that I had a bunch of Gojira stuff everywhere, and you're like, "Oh, do you see Final Wars?" I said, "No." What's that? and I just remember you being so proud as punch and. <laughs> Scuttle and like bring it over and watch it. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole time I was like rooting for all of them. I was like, oh, I got like so ghetto. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, he didn't. Oh, who's that? <laughs> no. This girl's got a bunch of Godzilla things, and then I show up on Aaron's shoulder. Sure, Godzilla Final Wars, Aaron. Ding. I'm like, Thanks, Joel. <laughs> Little wink. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Like, while we're watching it, you're just in the corner like, you did good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did good. Dressed as Elvis for some reason. Yeah. She's yours. <laughs> it's in the bag. <laughs> Your magical oh, rhinestone nice. suit, Joel's, what inspires me. Mm. Thank you. Sweat actually cleans this suit. No, okay, so that's, <laughs> that's number four. My number four. Phantoms. Is... <laughs> I do like that movie, though. I'm not even lying. Get out of here. <laughs> the Matrix. Oh. Anybody else? Negatory. Uh, um, I have it on my honorable mentions. I do not have it on. You my guys didn't list. put it on your list. Matrix didn't no. make my list at all. Okay. Oh, really? I feel really bad about that right Is now. Is it because you skipped it? <laughs> I think. 
There were other I know things. your, par- your parents don't things. let you watch it. They only let you watch the sequel. <laughs> I saw The Matrix at Jeff's house. Mm. Probably when I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I'm just saying, like, because uh, yeah, my parents didn't parents want me to. Let you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just remember being really mad at it. So let's talk about this. Okay. Since I'm the only one. She's the only cool one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the Matrix. Okay. It's hard to picture a world pre-Matrix now, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what year did the Matrix come out again? 99. 99. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it's weird because it's kind of just gone into the pop culture and, like, become part of everything. Yeah. But I think that before the Matrix came out, None of us, in the same way, kind of like the sixth sense was like a bombshell. Yeah. Like basically, nobody knew this was coming. And if you were, you know, an unaware teenager going to the movie theater and didn't know what you were about to see, it was quite the shock and it was quite memorable. And it was the coolest thing for a long time. I mean, I'm not even that huge of a sci-fi fan. I'm not even that huge of... I'm not going to say I don't like sci-fi movies. Mm -hmm. I do. But I feel like that movie was like... Everybody was talking about it after it happened. Like, we had friends that got super into it. And we we were into it. Like... I, I don't know anybody I, I that was wasn't into, into it, it when we were yeah. in high school. Like, and then it was like this new, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, um, it was like a new, like, hero story that, like, we hadn't seen in, like, a techie kind of space. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you compare it to, like, Hackers, which was, like, a few years earlier. And Hackers looks like a joke compared to this. <laughs> like, this was like... Hackers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that is so well put. Yeah. so well put, you know? <laughs> because it does what Hackers was doing, but on, like, a more extreme level, you know? Right. Like, they, they were freedom fighters or whatever, but, like, these are the dudes who are, like, they're breaking down the universe in front of you. Like, yeah. the other guys were just taping up phones together (laughs) right right (laughs) and you know playing these little petty games these guys were like no this is life and death yeah we have to throw ourselves into the you know program and we have to be prepared whatever i think that the reason i choose it as my number four is because i've seen it a ton of times i probably will still see it a ton of times yeah and it was pivotal i mean it was one of those movies that once they did it, everybody else was trying to... Th- Nobody had seen that, and they were like, how do we do something like that? Or, like, you know, there are all these new possibilities now. No. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, when it came out, I just remember everyone was pissed in my anime club. Oh, like, cause I Because they that. took tons of stuff from anime to make it, especially the Ghost in the Shell scene where they're firing through that hallway, and it's, like, scene per scene exactly like the one where she's trying to get in the tank. And I remember that. But then um, I think after the other movies, 
like, was you're, you're the talking second about, like, one, you know? Yeah. Then that's when, like, all the industrial kids <laughs> are, like, so eating it up. And, like, I think I saw tons of people that look like they belong in the Matrix walking around school. It, it, was, it was a phenomenon, a cultural phenomenon, you know? But I agree with you that it was very appropriating of... Of some yeah, anime like a style. lot of it. I remember. Yeah, being, I can see what you're saying. There. I remember being really mad at this kid because I was like, "It's not like the. It's no. It took it from this, and that was all angsty and gothy, and just really ticked off about that." But, but the, the, the sequel, I think, I remember some people were um, getting more into it. Mm. I feel like maybe people didn't acknowledge it in this way at the time, but I almost think yeah. it was like a nouveau goth. Like, oh, yeah. it was like a like an industrial nouveau goth that like hadn't really been done yet. There were new, there were new clothes, there were yeah. new ideas, there were new. Yeah, it was everything was groundbreaking at the time when it came out, and like if you go back and watch it now, and you weren't there back then, like if it was you know before your time. It's, like, hard to explain now, but, like, basically none of those things were really prevalent in a mainstream American movie before that. And then the Animatrix came out. <laughs> and these two worlds that were fighting collided. <laughs> it's, it's, what, what happened with that is very similar to what happened with Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs before it, where, oh, interesting. Uh, you know, Tarantino had been watching movies all his life and uh, decided to make his own. And, of course, everything was inspired or yeah. possibly even directly ripped off of right. certain movies. Same thing with the Kowski brothers watching all those, you know, John Woo watching a ton of anime and all yeah. that stuff like that. So, but most American audiences had never experienced that. Any yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. We weren't going and buying the import. We were watching those things weren't available in the theater unless you lived in like a, you know, New York or something yeah, like that. Yeah, awesome. scene like that. What, anime? <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, it was some anime, but... No. Yeah. Yeah, not all, but... I say, I think to this day, people are still doing that damn dodge the bullet. Oh, yeah. Like, any any chance the they back. can. Any chance they Joke. can. Yeah. It still happens. Yeah, to do. At the time, nobody had ever done that in a exactly. movie. Exactly. It was well, crazy. Nobody had ever done that in an American movie. Yeah. I mean, there was like wushu. But the stuff. effects, mm -hmm. yeah, the effects have been done in other movies, Japanese before. movies, yeah. Japanese films. yeah. I yeah. guess they just weren't exposed to it. Right. But, but it was an American cultural, you know, yeah, phenomenon. Yeah. phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was done absolutely. like, like a like a super high quality, like expensive version of it. With yeah, the, the multi camera setup to get all the angles and stuff like that. But it was <laughs> was very similar to the Wushu style to John Woo and stuff like that. And uh, before I forget, I want to say that for every Smash Mouth, you know, all-star, <laughs> there was an equal amount of uh, Rob Zombie's Dragula. Oh, oh good I'm, point. I'm going to tell you, this soundtrack. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my Okay, God. this soundtrack was quintessentially 90s, and I, th I don't, th I mean, for what it was, I don't think it could have done better. Okay, no. it had Rammstein. Yep. It had Rage. Okay. It had Rob Zombie. Yep. Mm -hmm. It had Deftones. Mm -hmm. Okay. It had Prodigy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ministry. Marilyn Manson. Yep. Mm -hmm. At the time, those were musical acts that had maybe released an album or something, 
And then, <laughs> like, they released another track, you know, a special sure. track that hadn't been heard anywhere else on this soundtrack. That's amazing. And then, you know, and then Rage comes out with their next album, and then Marilyn Manson comes out with whatever. But it was, like, a point in time oh, where, yeah. like, where music was a certain place, and I think that, like, this album coming out was, like, a halfway step, like... That that's kind of what used to happen back in the day. Absolutely, is like absolutely a movie would come out with a yeah. with a cool soundtrack, and it would have songs that you hadn't heard before on exactly. it. Exactly, like nowhere you hadn't heard them. We even talked about the main selling point of them. What Keanu Reeves acting? <laughs> <laughs> you have to admit, doesn't like if that was someone else, I don't think it would have been. I think no. he has. It just it had to be him. You, you needed Keanu <laughs> for that role. One. You needed <laughs> Keanu for that role. I think. I, I I've oftentimes thought who would replace Neo yeah. in that movie. No, I can't. No one. There's no one in my mind. I've I've thought about this. I've actually I I've, put some literal thought into that. And I've memorized nothing. the scene of when he finds out. He's like, no, <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, and. You, I mean, come on. Like, when you <laughs> think about rabbit. originally the part played by Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. they wanted Sean Connery for that. And he I, he said, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, I have no interest in that. And then he saw that this was a you know, multi-million dollar movie. And so when somebody offered him League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, telling him it's going to be a franchise, he was like, <laughs> of course I'm signing up for that. I made a mistake once. I'm never going to do that again. And that basically killed him. Oh, no, you're <laughs> kidding me. That's what happened? That is what happened. Yeah. So, But can you imagine oh. Sean Connery instead of Lawrence Fishburne? Because Lawrence Fishburne in The Matrix is like the definition of cool. Yeah. Like. He's amazing. Uh, uh, Morpheus. Morpheus. The the sunglasses with no with oh, no ears. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Okay. The gap. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Step into the gap. No, he was amazing. So he was we, amazing in this movie. So who are they going to have instead of him? Sean Connery was was a choice. <laughs> no. And that's what I was thinking right now too. I was like, no, I wouldn't take this movie. It, I wouldn't have taken this movie as seriously at the time as I did if Sean Connery was like, don't worry, Neil. <laughs> You're taking the word. No, it just wouldn't It wouldn't work for me. It yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah, just like red pill, blue pill. I mean, <laughs> even come that on. Line. Come on. Come on now. It's hard to imagine a world. And I'm not even, I'm dorking out about the Matrix, but I'm not even that huge of a Matrix fan. I'm just saying from these years, yeah. I got to say it's in the top five. Oh, no, I really appreciate was, that. Yeah. I, and I a feel huge one. So a lot of goth people roasted in the sun because of this movie. Oh, they had to wear that trench coat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had a friend that did and that. And latex or like, you know, oh, leather. Yeah. He bought the boots. He Patent bought the, leather. The thing. Yeah. And there's the always the kid, you know, that kid that's always quiet, like writing fanfic in the back, and he's just all matrixed out. Aaron? Le- oh what? No. I, I do have a specific reason why I left this off the top five list. And that's because I, um, as I've gotten older, I just, the violence no longer appeals to me almost to like a sensitive level. Like, even though I know these are computer programs and thing and it's all that stuff, it's just, I'm, I'm sensitive about gunplay. Oh, how much gun, how much shooting, how much all that stuff like that now. And that's, you know, that's just me being all SJ, S, SJW or what is it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, SJW. So, 
whatever. But it is, it's definitely an important movie in my movie watching experience. That's why it's on the honorable mentions list. So, but I didn't put it in my top five because just, just cause. Well, it's okay. I just, no, I, I feel bad. bad that I didn't even acknowledge it whatsoever. No. I'm really thankful that you put it out on your list, Sarah, because <laughs> oh, sure. this is an important movie. You get the it really is. For that, for that era, it was crazy. So that was our The Matrix episode. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just goes to show you. All right, shall we move on? Yeah, what's your number four? Oh, I have. Oh, I didn't go. I forgot. I was going to say, Aaron, what's your number three? Uh, my number four is from 2006. It's a movie that stars Clyde Warren and uh, has a guy driving around in a car. Hmm. And uh, somebody says, pull my finger. Oh. And oh, it's that movie about driving around in there's a car. A, there's a video game, <laughs> video game-like explosion scenes and a pregnant lady. And there's a, a Children stoner. of Men. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the guy who says, pull my finger. That's, that's, that's not on your list. It's in it? my honorable mention. What's that one about again? Children of Men is in a dystopian-type future where no one can uh, conceive anymore. No one can get wow. pregnant anymore. So they think that they're like in the end of days, basically. And then this uh, girl shows up who uh, they, uh, Clive, Clive Owen, I say Clyde Warren because that's a, a joke from the Rick and Ray show. Uh, <laughs> he he uh, stumbles upon the girl who has yeah. somehow miraculously pregnant, very pregnant. So <laughs> he ends up very not just pregnant, pregnant yeah. very yeah. Well, she's about she's about ready to, to go. Birth, yeah. Ends up being her protector. Uh, Julianne Moore is part of some sort of like also protector resistance thing, and she like there's the way this movie is shot. Like I said, it kind of it reminds me of the way cutscenes in video games for like uh World War Two, like on on the beach, you know, trying to make your way up there with the explosions and the vibration thing going on. Cause they are they're like going through these war zones trying to get uh, yeah. safety. And uh, there's like a very famous car scene. Oh my gosh. Where the camera is going like around like you would if like somebody had a motorcycle, but it actually goes through the car at a certain point. And if you watch like the extra features, it's because they modified the car so that part of it would drop out. And it's like, it's like just a fascinating production, but it's also nauseating sometimes yeah, because it's yeah. a lot of shaky cam. That's when I turned it off. I think that's probably what I don't remember. I remember it, but I remember being like really upset about it. And I think, cause I get motion sick. Yeah. <laughs> so I do too. I probably yeah. Was that. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked the movie from what I saw, but I think around that time was when I turned it off because I was like about to puke. Yeah. <laughs> I was really impressed with the how this movie um uh used King Crimson uh in the, uh, the Court of the Crimson King song when when uh, Clive Owen's character is going to go uh talk to somebody and then he goes through all these like security gates oh, yeah. leading up. I thought that was an amazing thematic scene because you're like because the the music kind of makes you a little unnerved like oh is this going to go well? That's yeah. Yeah, and I got really got into the band after that after seeing that in the movie. I don't really remember hmm. it. Maybe I'll have to see. It. I just It's um, really good. Like I remember bits and beat like something I'm like some wars but I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, it can it can be can it, like if you're just trying to Sometimes you can't really tell what's going on on screen because, it, like, things are blowing up or, like, they're trying to sneak through an area or something like that. And then when it settles down, you feel like you're on edge because yeah. everything you has been know. so destructive this whole oh. time. 
So there, you like Clive Owen makes it with this girl uh, to uh, Michael Caine wherever he is, and he's playing this old hippie, yeah. you know, pot smoking hippie with yeah. his own uh, like place, and uh, he he likes to tell ask people to pull his finger because it's funny. But I'm pretty sure Such Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, when I'm an old hippie on my compound, that's oh, probably clean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> connections, movie connections. Yeah, I don't know. This movie is just really interesting. I was really obsessed with a Why the Last Man at the time when this movie came out. So, like, when this movie came out, I just loved it because it fit it fit all the fiction I was reading at the time. Um, Just had a great movie experience. Went and saw this with my friend Samara. Uh, It was fun. Yeah, it's good times. Is it on your list? It's on my uh, runner ups. Yeah, honorable mention. (laughs) Yeah, this movie has that like suspense factor of like it's the. Like, running with an egg on a spoon thing of, like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 like, don't get, you can make it, you can make it, yeah. And it, there are a few movies I really enjoy with that, like, you you want to take care of something that's in it, and you want it to just be preserved until the end, and, and I, I got that feeling oh, in this well movie. Well put, well put. Egg is a pregnant woman. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number three. All right, number three. Um <laughs> Sorry, I read it. It's okay. <laughs> number number three is a uh, movie that I I love for adaptation purposes. I love this movie uh, just all the way around. The narrative was amazing. Um, is it great co- great cos- costuming. Uh, great sci-fi. Uh, my number three pick is from two thousand five, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, cool! Most Def was awesome. I know Joel's just shaking Are his head over here. Are you picking movies that you know I don't like? <laughs> no, I'm picking movies that I legitimately love. All right, because this is my top five. It, it does have like really good um, what's it called? Animatronic yeah. puppets. It's in got it. some puppetry I in there. Being really impressed by that, like, oh, good, it's not this whole full blown <laughs> TV. At least it has puppets. <laughs> Sarah, is it on your honorable mentions list? Mm-mm. Hey, man, okay. Sam Rockwell alone. I, I yeah, I love Sam. Sam Rockwell, Rockwell alone. Who's that? Uh, that would be the president of the galaxy. Oh, yeah, since yeah. Half people rocks. I actually don't know if I've ever seen this movie all the way. We through. We watched it together, so. so but all the way through. No, I think you just don't remember because it's it's pretty forgettable. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, uh, harsh, uh, Aaron, harsh. Tara, tell me about this movie. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I'm actually interested in hearing why you feel it's so forgettable. Well, let's. let's <laughs> why don't you tell me? What's oh, some positives. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, the one thing I like about Douglas Adams is is that initially, after he wrote the story. He was perfectly fine with there being uh, different renditions of it, and so when he wrote uh, the screenplay for this, it's, it was it was definitely different from the book, right? And that was initially even when he wrote the radio play for this, he also made sure that it was different from the book. Yeah. This is something. This is a ground rule that Douglas Adams himself like made sure because he was he was he he's a writer and he knows that things have to you know be adapted properly so there were going to be changes and i don't know maybe i'm just super obnoxious but i love yeah i love the (laughs) the dolphin the dolphin song leading into the movie so amazing so long and thanks for all the fish yeah you're Uh, right it does it does have all the things in it that would make it a great movie but there is something about it that really turns everyone off and i don't i don't know and i know there is is my brain doesn't allow me to see it no but i'm saying like it is good when you think about it and think about the actors and the costumes and all that, but there is something missing from it. I don't know what, but I think 
I don't know what exactly it is. Okay, that's fine. But I, I just wanted to say that the casting was good. I thought the casting was amazing. The um, puppets in it were great. Mm-hmm. Um, the CD actually wasn't bad either. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but there's just something about it that mm. make, made the critics really yeah. like it. But then again, I something tells me if they read the book. But it's, it's hey, not for everyone. This is a movie I can watch over and over again, and that's why it made the top five yeah. for me. You know, maybe Absolutely. it's just because it, it... I know I have trash taste. It's okay. Maybe it's because they try to... Con- <laughs> maybe it's because the condensing of it, maybe, mm. had something to do with uh, it. Possibly. Possibly. Because that could happen to a movie, you know, a book adaptation when you just condense it, it's like you kind of lose certain details that are fun. I tried watching the BBC version. Oh, the miniseries? That was, yeah. that was brutal. That's yeah, so it's good. a bit of a rough one. It's That's the best one. one. Is I, it? I don't know, though. Actually, Tell me, Joel. staring at Zaphod Bieberbox in that one's also just kind of fun. because The paper mache The paper mache head that just kind of turns his head, its head and the mouth kind of opens a little like, oh. oh <laughs> Do you think maybe this is the exception to the rule that, like, usually when there's a book of something or, like, a comic of something and they make a movie of it that, like, all the original fans might be like, no, that's not right. More but, than like, likely. maybe with this one, people who who liked the book did like the movie more. I think that that's, Potentially. that's what... Potentially, yeah, I yes. think you hit it. I think it's just people that like the, like the movie and people that never read the book are like, what's They don't have this? an <laughs> idea of yeah. what it is, maybe. Yeah. yeah, those people. Except I loved the books, so... What? That doesn't but, fit. But you're Joel, it. so it's different. It's when a did different you thing? When did I read the books in high school? Oh, another cool Are thing. You, oh, sorry. Like five times. Maybe it's just that you're being contrary. You're contrary. <laughs> another cool thing is that it kind of has all the mediums of film in it. When you think about it, it has computer animation. It has stop motion. It has um, live action, and also has puppets in it. I think the only thing it's missing is maybe cell animated. But when you think about it, that's a lot to cram into. I will say that it movie. definitely yeah. it does a lot of switcheroos on you. There's yeah, even crochet and, and yeah, yarn the crochet, in it. The, the puking up the yarn is a pretty amazing scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Also, the DVD is just really fun because there's an improbability button on the DVD uh, menu, so you can press it and it. Yeah, I know. Joel's, Joel's having a great time. Joel's having a great time. That's right fine. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> uh, let me just say that the uh, according to Letterboxd, this is a 3.2 out of 5 stars. So I think most people do actually like the movie. I think that I am in the minority. Uh, here, here's uh, why I don't like it. Zoe Deschanel. I don't think she has any... I, I like Zoe Deschanel. Like, I think she's really funny. I don't think she's good in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but kind the of a, character she's given, I mean, what she do? She's anything. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Is like, well, like her personality is is like why I like her. But there's no personality in her, so it's her character. I don't know. Like, well, in that book, she I, I didn't really think that there was much there to begin with. That's my point. So it's like, yeah, I guess you could, say, but. I don't know because I was remembering the BBC version. Oh my god, that whoever played her in the BBC version was a bit much. So I don't know what way that actress could possibly go from there. John Malkovich, amazing, is whatever. I mean, his character doesn't exist, so I guess it's fine. 
I forgot. But I always have problems with John Malkovich. Oh, you're not a Malkovich fan? Malkovich, Malkovich? That's okay. He's okay. That's okay, man. (laughs) He doesn't ever play anything other than John Malkovich. That's true. Even when he's like doing accents and everything like that. Hey, you know, if someone's throwing money at you to be yourself, would you take that job? I'd take that job. No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. Bit, bit of a Jeff Goldblum kind of thing going on. I like Sam Rockwell. I didn't like him in this movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know why he's that fod. He's the president. But it did introduce us to Martin Freeman. Like, I don't think I ever saw him in anything like that before. And yeah. I, the, he's the best part in my uh, opinion. Arthur Dent. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostef is fine. I'm really bad with names. I thought Mostef was great in this, yeah. He's not prefect. Why didn't they get a British guy, a British black gentleman? Hmm? Hmm? Idris Elba wasn't 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 ready yet. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was already. They released him from his like perfect chamber. Okay. <laughs> was um, he busy with the wire at the time? Probably. I'm here to play four prefect. I don't know. Oh, sorry, already giving him off. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, he was he was getting ready for Pacific Rim. I know what's going on. <laughs> uh, but you know, honestly, I only saw it the one time. Mm. I didn't like it, but also it didn't leave any like heavy impressions on me either, mm. which is a bad sign. Oh, well. If it wasn't for you, it wasn't for you, man. No, I'm saying it's a terrible movie. You should I, feel bad. I don't. Time. I don't. I do not feel one iota bad. As with anything that uh, people disagree with me, it's my problem, not anyone else's. Don't worry about it. But there's a reason why they didn't make a sequel. Yeah, I know. Because it didn't make any money. Because the world's not ready yet. <laughs> That's the real reason. <laughs> Well, yeah. The world's not ready yet now for they the can do restaurant it. at the end of the universe. Mm-hmm. At the end where they're like, we're going to the restaurant at the end of the universe. I just wanted to see the, spa- I wanted oh, to see the spaceship that was black, that had all black interior mm-hmm. with a black button that had a black light in it mm-hmm. that was blinking. I yeah, wanted to see that. I wanted to see that. There's all kinds of things I want to see. <laughs> ah, anyways. Okay. Is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, first we're going to drink our pangalactic gargle blaster and then you can go. Okay, no, go ahead. Better not be phantoms. <laughs> My number three is Contact. Is it higher on anybody else's list? Higher on my list. Let's be on it. Higher on his. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just going to say a snippet. This is before I was really familiar with Matthew McConaughey as a person, as an actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched uh, Dazed and Confused, but... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember him from that. I mean, it wasn't like I watched it every day and I memorized the movie. Now I know Dazed and Confused because it's been around for so long, and I've seen it over the years. But like back then, um, this was kind of my introduction to Matthew McConaughey, I think. And also, I think Jodie Foster carries this performance pretty phenomenally. Young Jenna Malone. And some big, some big ideas, and some big. Uh, it's messagey, which I like in a sci-fi movie sometimes. But um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now because I know we have more to discuss later. Oh, we better, we better have a big discussion about this. Okay, <laughs> we've already passed it twice. I'm all sweating bullets because I'm like, I don't know what I want to talk about it now. <laughs> well, well, we can all um, open it, it up. It was yeah. a good movie. <laughs> The end, guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. All right. All right. My number three is Paprika. Oh, cool. From 2006. An Animu. I saw that in theaters. Is it on your list? Nope. Nope. 
I saw this in my film, one of the few film classes I took in college. And uh, I think I saw English dubbed, which uh, it's better Japanese, which is usually the case with anime. Uh, at least you get to see everything that's going on. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about the subtitles. And this movie is so visually, like, delicious. Yeah. Vibrant. Like, everything, like, Satoshi Kon, like, ah, oh, man, when we lost him, we lost some somebody who, who could have been giving us so many good things. Like, I, the, the funny thing is I haven't seen Perfect Blue. I haven't seen Millennium Actress or, or these other ones, but I'm, like, dying to see them now because I rewatched Paprika. So It'll bring them over. Where are they? As of Tokyo Godfather. Animal. Yeah, I've seen Tokyo Godfather. Well, you're going to watch it again. <laughs> and you're going to love it and cherish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this, uh, like you can tell, Satoshi Khan must be must have been like a a huge fan of movies in general because he like references so many movies in Isn't Paprika. Yeah. And obviously like Millennium Actress and uh Perfect Blue also have like this like stardom like references. Millennium actress is, is like a, like yeah. uh, older actress telling her story, right? Yeah, but this one is like an LSD dream <laughs> sequence with like crazy dialogue, and uh, you know it's got a bunch of action going on and the toys that come to life and like scary murder type scenes <laughs> and a, a big fat guy who uh, spoiler alert ends up getting the girl. Which is kind of weird for any kind of movie, <laughs> but it's so good. It is. It's really good. I don't know about that last part you said being weird, but I think it's really good. No, it's- Big fat guys never get the girl. Okay. <laughs> I like uh, the vibrancy of all the colors too mm-hmm. that he uses. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I can see what you mean. Like maybe you was a big fan of old movies because there's a lot of reference to uh, Golden Age of Cinema and stuff mm. in it. Um, I'm trying to think of... I remember seeing this and then after um, Inception came out, I was like... Mm. <laughs> Inception. I believe is better. <laughs> I remember Aaron telling me that was your opinion. And now I can be like, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. It's just you have something that's so vibrant and imaginative and then you have Something that's very dull, like but, Inception. But Jerry. Inception was supposed to be a military program. You know it's what I mean? boring, Aaron. If it I want to go into someone's dream, I want to see something interesting. And that's also you can't do you can't do what they do in Paprika in like yeah. live action. It would be it would look terrible. Like yeah. the way Paprika does, like the the blending, like when things in in dream the dreamscape start blending in with reality. Like if you tried to do that with Inception, I mean, when it would like oh, oh that guy was working. Great filmmakers that did that. I mean, look at uh, City of Lost Children. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, that I don't watch movie? movies with Ron Perlman in them. Why oh. are you afraid you're going to fall in love? Oh. <laughs> Especially Aaron's number one. Just kidding. I don't know. If- <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just joking. I, I just. I'm trying to feign I'm also that I, I've I love, lost I uh, respect Perlman. for you, but I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron Perlman for president, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Mm-hmm. I, I seen, clicked like uh, on that. Sorry. I remember seeing that movie in theaters when it mm-hmm. came out, and it was subtitled. And seeing it on a big screen oh my was gosh. awesome. You can only imagine. That must have been so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to see it on the big screen. Oh, because, you did too? Because it was in the class, so oh, we had, they had the cool. projector on the screen. How cool. Yeah, it was wonderful. That's why I've always, like, I want 
a, a big a projector screen, kind of thing. stuff like that because it's like such a different experience. <sighs> Aaron, we need to sell all your stuff. All right, we'll start a GoFundMe. We'll get let's get this going. Okay, <laughs> Joel's Giant Screen dot com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm only gonna watch stuff on it, but me Joel dot yeah. com. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never watch anything you know interesting on it. Just there's a stipulation that Aaron gets to play Minecraft on it. <laughs> so that was the end of our GoFundMe there. Uh, <laughs> No Minecraft in this house. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm an SJW, I believe I mentioned. Uh, okay. <laughs> I liked Paprika as well, man. Aaron, what's your number two? Oh, my number two would be Contact. This sort of movie from 97 that mm-hmm. apparently shook the nation. Never heard of it. Mm, Is okay. it any higher on your list? Uh, no, that was my number five. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We get to talk about it now. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but since Aaron's the one who... I know. Spotlight. You're going to have to tell us about it. You have to admit, though, there is a specific sound in that movie that whenever you hear it, you're like, who's watching Contact? (laughs) 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 That. Oh, the rings? The rings scene? Yeah. Nothing else makes that sound. I can't think of any other. That's a very specific sci fi sound. You're right. You're Mm -hmm. right. Cool. No, someone's watching it. That's cool. This made it so high on my list because I think of uh, certain things we've already spoke of. Uh, my only note that I wrote for this movie is the message, which <laughs> yeah. which, which is pretty synonymous, you know, uh, about the movie. The moral, I think, I think why it's so high on my list is because it's a science fiction movie that has a very strong moral message to it. Uh, and I think before that, I mean, like I'm trying to think of like movies with moral messages that have their sci-fi influence before that that really struck to my mind, and one of them was definitely Star Trek Four, the you know saving the whales yeah movie, <laughs> which which I which you know I think at the time when that movie came out, I actually saw that in theater by the way, um, Sorry. with the my, whales with, with my folks, yeah, and uh, I just I I loved whales, and I was really happy that the cast of Star Trek were saving whales. You know, I was like, I was on board and I just thought it was really cool. But you know, the, the, the whole message of faith in, in this, in this movie contact, I feel is just phenomenal. And it's something that prior to this point, I don't think it would had, has ever been discussed in at least, uh, right. on, in my memory, current memory, uh, in a sci-fi setting before. And so I find, I found that to be very exhilarating. And, um, I hope I'm not the only human out there with this yeah, with this opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. No, I I really loved this movie too. A lot of the same reasons. I think one of the reasons I loved this movie so much was because of the bond that her character has with her father. Because I was super close with my dad growing up, and I have to say that. It's inspiring. I mean, if you have someone in your life that's an adult and sort of encourages you to try different things, it does. I feel like that's how like a passion for something starts is like someone you care about has encouraged you at that. And that's how this movie goes. Is there something she's passionate about and her father is encouraging her and teaching her and then it ends up being a lifelong passion for her that she becomes, you know, well-educated in and, and also, you know, the philosophical and spiritual topics that it gets into. I think it does it so well. I think it does it so well because it doesn't tell you 
This movie doesn't tell you this is what you need to believe. It kind of leaves room for anyone to understand it. And I like that. I like things being open-ended. I'm just thinking if there's anything else that really strikes me about it. But Jodie Foster was fantastic in it. I think she was the character. Oh, yeah. I like the way that this movie is paced compared to every other science fiction I'd seen. Like I said, I didn't really watch sci-fi growing up in my house. And I can't remember when I saw this movie. I'm pretty sure I didn't see it in the theater. But I was used to sci-fi being either like over my head with the aliens and the space and the whole whatever, you know, thing going on. Or high action content, you know, lasers, of course, that kind of stuff like that. And this was dealing with the technology, the contact, you know, whatever, in, in like a such a terrestrial slow pace, like, and uh, an emphasis on the wonder that was happening, like allowing the actors to, to emote and, and to, to sound passionate about what they were thinking about. Like you, you felt like almost, it was kind of like a documentary level of like realism in the way people talk to each other in this. That's true. Yeah. And sort of the coverage of it too mm. feels like in stages the way a documentary almost is. Yeah. And like, it's, when things get start getting stirred up, you know, when when they discover that signal that they they begin to transpose into you know the like images and and whatever else is being sent, like you're fully along with this mystery, and it's not like it's not a mystery of like oh the the world's gonna end unless we figure out how to slow down the core of the earth, <laughs> you know, it's it's like. Somebody sent us something, and it can be, like, translated into, like, strange images, strange music, and, like, something that even looks like blueprints. Like, well, what happens if we build it? Like, I don't know, you know? It's And it's not something it, – it, it never occurs in the movie, like, oh, this is going to be something that destroys the Earth or anything like that. You're never worried about that kind of thing. You're only worried for, like – the happiness of the characters really and that's it's it's pretty beautiful that way and uh you know like i had a huge crush on jodie foster growing up and this this movie did not help like because <laughs> Wait, yeah, she's this? like this was a 1997 yeah yeah, yeah. So, i I wore, like, a prom dress to my prom that was, like, similar to the dress she wears in the oh, movie. Yeah. I think there were, that's like, cool. style choices that I was like, that's fantastic in this yeah, movie. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't velvet. I think her crushed velvet dresses, but I, <laughs> I wore something that was cut like that to mm. prom. It's one of the few movies that, no, or not one of the few movies, it's, Part of this movie makes me sad because James Wood's in it, and uh, he's a terrible, terrible person in real life. Uh, like, I'm, I'm not even like joking about that. He seems like he's a really awful person. Like, does he kick kick puppies and like he's just flamethrower like, uh, orphans? He's just one of those people that like is like, oh yeah, no, you know, uh, like yeah. I, I don't know. He's 
It's a, it's a hardcore conservative libertarian thing. Um, and he's like a great actor. Like, and he's in some of the like best sci-fi of all time. And he's, he's a rotten person, but he's he's good in this movie. You know, Thomas <laughs> Garrett's good in this movie. Jodie Foster, M- Matthew McConaughey, yeah. William Fickner playing that blind guy. <laughs> he's yeah. just good all around. And, of course, Jake Busey. Oh, and his God. teeth. And his teeth. He's like platinum blonde hair. Like, he's got, like, long yeah, hair, right? It's super long, yeah. Or it's white. like Nelson long. Mm-hmm. It's like someone electrocuted him. <laughs> All the pigments out of an albino. <laughs> I wouldn't say albino. Yes, isn't he? Huh? Isn't he supposed to be albino? Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> just staring at people. and. Hmm. He's, he's a menace. very believable, crazy person in that yeah. movie. Like, yeah. you don't even know if he's supposed to be on set. <laughs> yeah, he just like he yeah. wandered like, on to the camera on set. This, this guy, guy really here. thinks there's like, a <laughs> <laughs> capture that. The other, the only thing like that, like the message that I always remember from this movie is the like, are we the only ones in the universe? Like, it seems like an awful waste of space if we are yeah. thing. And, like, I, it's silly, but for a long time I didn't put the word space in the context of space. Yeah. But, like, it's like a double, like... Yeah. Like, it's a waste of space. Waste of space, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I agree with that. And I think it would be insane to imagine that there isn't anything else in the universe, for me. Yeah, truth. Personally. Truth. I agree. It's hopeful. Yeah, yeah, and there's an interconnectedness. I like that. It's definitely a movie that doesn't match a lot of my other tastes, like the positivity of it. Oh I'm really in a lot of dystopian <laughs> movies, and I feel that this movie is like the exact opposite. Yeah. You know, the idea that we can work with another species towards it's 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 like Star Trek, but not in mm-hmm. in, in, in some in some ways. Yeah, because yes. I, I feel that Star Trek also has a very positive vibe to it. Right. But but there's all this like pre existing kind of stuff, whereas this feels like you know it's like the world of Star Trek before we actually advance far enough to be making spaceships and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly, it's like this is the next step towards like eventually making peace and, and exactly. technology and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that. And Idris Elba shows up and he's trying to blow up the planet or something like that. I can't remember. What happened in that movie? <laughs> Motorcycles? Good movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we were able to talk about it. It makes me really happy. You nerds. Yeah. Nerds in your contact. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Campo, though. That ring sound. Yeah. Yeah, it's not in know. anything else. You know yeah. where you are when you hear that sound. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else. Like, it's not, I don't think any, like, I don't know any other where it comes close to it. It's just, you know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the dinosaur from Jurassic Park, that screen. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't even imitate that sound. Yeah, it's like all this. And even other movies with create, you don't hear that same sound. Either. Sound design is important. Yeah, it's one of the elements that makes a good movie, like Contact or Jurassic Park. Oh or, my god, the new uh, you know Gorgetta bad like movie uh, has like the best sound. It's another one where it's that Mystery big Man. spore thing making that noise. Oh yeah, I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. 
That's a good sound. I don't know what it is, but I'm intrigued. Scared of spores. I know. Sarah? Number two? Number two. Okay, number two. My number two is uh, a kind of of fantasy, kind of... uh, I don't know. It goes both ways. Yeah. It's not it was on Nash, the sci-fi list. <laughs> so, for, I mean, we I, for Letterbox. Yeah, we pick the things off Letterbox if they're labeled as science fiction that that qualifies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my pick is a movie from 1997. Oh, cool! A Life Less Ordinary. Yeah. I don't know what that is. This is one of my faves. It's a movie starring Ewan McGregor and Cameron Diaz. And it was made by Danny Boyle shortly after Train Spotting. And there are some similar cinematography moments that happen in um A Life Less Ordinary that happen that happened in Train Spotting. Oh. You know, you McGregor falling into the floor, things like that. But uh this movie, I love it. You guys should watch it. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just like waiting on every word. Like, what is it? Yeah. Okay. What's so, the synopsis? Probably a future pick. If you go, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Mm. Basically, the movie is about a, for some reason, Scottish <laughs> person living in America working as a cleaner okay. in a business. <laughs> He's down on his luck. And, um, He's been fired from his job, oh. and uh, he decides to, he just can't take it, he decides he's going to kidnap someone and um, tell them that they have to give him his job back. Okay. And it turns out that the person he kidnaps is the daughter of the owner of the company, Ooh. who's very wealthy and played by Cameron Diaz, but... There's another element to this movie that is, I don't know what, otherworldly. <laughs> um, Spiritual. Yeah. There's a fantasy element. There's another element in the movie that takes place kind of in heaven. And these two angels have been sent to try and make Ewan McGregor and Cameron Diaz fall in love. And it's basically, it's silly. I mean, now... Compared to all of the other movies I love and my, you know, history of movies I love, I think this one's a little bit on the silly side. But it has some great things in it, too, that I just think are fantastic. Practical effects that are done really well. The angels are played by Holly Hunter and... Delroy uh, Lindo. Delroy Lindo. And who's the... um, Dan Hedaya. Yeah, Dan Hedaya. And yeah, there are some other really great actors in this movie. Um, who plays her dad? It's Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Yeah, come I was, on. I was going to say that doesn't make any sense. Ian Holm would not reproduce and somehow make Cameron Diaz. Doesn't impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's if you haven't seen it, I think it's worth a watch, especially if you like the '90s. But there are some really funny moments in this. It's a quirky romance that has otherworldly elements in it. And I love it. And it's my number two from this era. Cool. I'll have to watch it. That sounds cool. I'll check it out. 
unlike the Goofy movie, it's an actually a Goofy movie. It's, uh, I mean, there's... Was that a, a, a diss there on the Goofy? Uh, there's wow. all kinds of... Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, Joel. Like, it, it, the, it, the movie does not take itself seriously. It's It's very funny, and there is all kinds of, like, just, like, it feels almost un- incongruent when they're switching in between what's happening on Earth, what's happening with these uh, angels who repeatedly get, like, thrown around in this movie. And uh, they're, like, they're on their, like, last leg to complete this mission. I think they're, like, in trouble in heaven. And so that's why they're desperate to get these two together. And uh, it's, like, it's just a lot of fun. I love, cool. I love it. It's, like... There's like a raising Arizona kind yeah. of element to 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And there's like fantasy stuff. It's just funny. And I and I love that lo-fi stuff that's yeah. like, you know, feels like someone made it by hand instead of feeling like all CG or whatever. Yeah. And there's this like claymation sequence at the end of it that like honestly I feel like is so cheesy now that like I almost can't even watch it. Yeah. I turn it off before that part comes on now, <laughs> but like I feel bad. I've never yeah. even heard of this movie. Like, uh, this is yeah, not way even, to go. No, I, I love, I love this yeah, movie so much. Yeah, we should watch it anyway. Cool. cool. Yeah, that's my number two. Good stuff. All right, my number two is probably Sarah's number one. This is my guess. Yep. Uh, my number two is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind from two thousand four. My number one. Do you have that on? It's one of the 18. One of the honorable, <laughs> honorable mentions. One of the 18 honorable mentions. Okay, so let me just say this movie. <laughs> I liked it. As, uh, uh, like, it's a Michelle Gondry movie, so it's got these amazing visuals, but it's also like a super emotional movie yeah. in general. And the main character's name is Joel, which usually annoys the hell out of me, but I'm, I'm okay with this. Never one. had that experience. Never had yeah, anyone. No character named Aaron. <laughs> not. not not that I can re- recall. I've, I've seen several <laughs> horror movies where the killer's name was Aaron. So. Oh, okay. Oh, gosh. We'll, the we'll have to have the killer Aaron marathon. <laughs> I saw this in the theater. So I can I learn their methodology. Specifically <laughs> seeing it in the theater, went up to Washington to visit Sarah when she was still with her uh, her ex-boyfriend at the time. Or at the time, it was her boyfriend, obviously. And uh, we all watched it in the theater together. So it's like... I. I have it crystal clear in my brain. Right, wow. me too. So, anyways, number two it for was me. was a high one for yeah. both of us. And that was a hard that was a hard choice to make between number one and number two. I would totally pick that, but it's one of those movies. Like, I I don't think I could see it again because to me it's kind of depressing. Yeah, I've watched it so, so many times, and I can't deal with. De- I watch movies to not be depressed, so. When it's usually that, I'm like, I like it. It's a good movie. I like the practical effects on it. Really neat, but it's not something I'd watch over and over again. <laughs> We're going to talk about it a little bit more here in a moment. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Oh. All right. Since Aaron can't wait anymore, I could tell he's bursting at the seams. Just kidding. I'm about to fall asleep. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, let's go for your number one, Aaron. Right. I, I think I already know what it is. Can I guess what your number one is? Hit it, Joel. Okay, my guess is that it's from 1998, and it's a movie called Phantoms. Okay, no, no, <laughs> you're right. No, yeah. I'm just Phantoms. <laughs> no, sorry, you're wrong. Joel. Next week is Phantoms. No. 
Have, have you actually seen that movie, Joel? No, I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, but I think about oh, it. Why is it even called it. Phantoms? Yeah, why is it called Phantoms? Are there yeah. Phantoms in it? You need to no. watch it. If you gotta ask. No, I'm, just, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Does anyone slam evil? There's no. a great jacket in it. You gotta watch hey. the movie just for the jacket. Just word up. Word up on that. Ben Affleck, people. Come on, get it together. It's like Crimson Peak. Future Batman, all right? It's like Crimson Future Batman. Said, it's like Crimson Peak. There's a really cool nightgown, guys. Look, there's lots of guns, okay? I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, all right. The number one pick for me, I feel, is uh, it's just a perfect movie. It's a movie you can put on and watch at any time. It's just... it's. Perfect in every way. The Fifth Element is my number one oh. pick. I feel this is a movie that's going to stand time itself. It's just, it's, it, it is so 1997, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's a movie that you could watch nowadays and still feel that it's quality. Yeah. It. I know we've already talked the hell out of this movie. If you want to move on, no, that's no. perfectly fine. I just, no, no, I, I enjoy, I enjoy all the actors in this. I think there's a lot of really cool choices. People know what Sarah and I you think. You only yeah. like it because it's Cornelius. Yeah, yeah that's all. Well, I mean, I, I know. That's how I came on the hand. I remember <laughs> I said, Cornelius. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> there were a few voicemails yeah. that I got that said that. No, that, this is a legitimately awesome movie. There's design... For, Design, all the designs in here are amazing. It feels like almost like a heavy metal like short story yeah. come to life. Yeah, all the designs are just really fun. I just think it, it meets the standard of what I want to be in a movie. Or like Tricky blowing up. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's about pretty time cool somebody gave Tricky. No, <laughs> I don't know. I I could go Both on. <laughs> I could go on tree where the headphones blow off a trick. Yeah, thing. it's great. It's it's cartoony. <laughs> there are definitely some yeah. pretty zany moments, but I feel there's some pretty deep moments too. Yeah, it, it <laughs> finds a balance between all these things, and I haven't really experienced that no, in great. a movie. C- Kobe, I, I have no fire. I gave up smoking. I know. It's extremely quotable. Yeah, as you can hear right now. Yeah. Bruce Pretty Willis out. is great in it. I don't know. I could go on. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a little sleepy right now, but it's, I love it. It's funny. It's meaningful. It's um, really cool visually. I agree I think with the you. music really makes it. Yeah. yeah. That thing is like a whole music video when I could just watch that. But um, I really like <laughs> the story behind it about how what's his nose the... Ah, I got a high voice guy. Mm-hmm. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. He like cried when he saw the wardrobe. Mm. Oh, he wasn't oh. ready for the costuming on that. Yeah. I agree. He was so, not ready. Why? This was like a Bobby Brown every little step I take video mm. wardrobe for him. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> like the, the casting in the movie is like you know, like even Bruce Willis is in in for it. You know, this is before he he stopped trying. And like, like, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, straight out. Tony Tiny Lister as the president of the the world or whatever. <laughs> like, what a who who does that? Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody ever took uh, Mr. Lister there and went like, you know what? I think you do have some acting potential. No, like, but but it works so well. I, and then you got like Brian James as uh, the. There were some risks they officer. took. Yeah, yeah, there were some risks. Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh man. So, so many, many guys. So many quotes from that movie. That's been crazy about her. Yes. My my favorite one they could say to Aaron is "Get a 
gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I use that as a code at work, actually. Yeah, for the button on the side there. Huh? Like, press it. <laughs> you gotta press the little little red oh, button. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're the gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> like either. It's a very nice hat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you like it? It's actually a code I use at work for people who just want to get money. Oh yeah. Out of yeah, stuff. Dash. I always I always call them Fifth Elements. Oh, you. <laughs> But we still don't know what happened to Bruce Willis's cat. That's, yeah. Oh. I don't want to think anything bad happened to the cat. No, no, the cat's, the cat's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't yeah. Worry. I'm sure the president sent somebody back to get it. He just sent it to his mother. It was like, oh, great, yeah. you left the cat with me? Jeez, what am I supposed to do with this animal now? This is the thanks I get after raising you for... No, okay. <laughs> I feel like... Gary Oldman, man. Oh, yeah, awesome. Gary Oldman. Aww. Amazing. Amazing. I love Gary Oldman so much. Yeah. So much. Same. Same. Uh, what? Oh, that, who? What? Uh, like Zorg. Zorg. The guy with the oh, I, I think that's the only movie I've seen him. He played Dracula in the Dracula movie. It's a Batman. Uh, Batman uh, begins. Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner like the perfect Commissioner Gordon. He's only on the professional. I he don't hasn't know. seen the professional. <laughs> oh, I have it. I, saw I still have your DVD, by the way. Oh, John. you should watch it. It's good. Right now. It's go, been years, my <laughs> It's only That's been like okay. one year. Uh, I think times I only know him four. as Zorg. Because <laughs> we talked about it on the podcast. Or is it Zorg or Zorg? Or, uh, Zorg, yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the only movie I know him from. That's fine. Do they I use like a, him. Do they use a Bjork song in The Professional? Sorry, that's kind of off. No, that's yeah, fine. Venus has a boy. Venus is a boy. That's what I thought. Hey, she knows about the professional. Come on. I only Aaron. saw that one clip. I almost flipping channels, and I saw a little girl with an old guy, and that song is playing. Oh, I'll watch it. it. What can I say? I'll watch mm, it. You guys watch it together. Okay. Mm, watch it right now. No, I can't, Joel. We're recording. Okay. That's rude. But thank you. Thank you for allowing me to talk about Fifth Element. Yeah. I really wish I could have joined you guys. In the, in we usually the, in the don't let Aaron talk. <laughs> yeah, so you got to set Jenny it's and Ryan true. straight. No, I'm just kidding. They're great. <laughs> no, I like them. They're yeah. cool. I listen to their podcast. Yeah. They're cool. We're cool. Well, I mean, they don't know me, but I'm sure if they knew me, they no. would be really mad at yeah. how I play no, they keep going text, text-based adventure games. Once I explain to them how I play it, they'd probably oh, man. Would hate me. <laughs> now, now you have to be on the next time they're Hi, on the guys, show. if you're listening. I'd, yeah. prob- I'd probably ask them all about multi-user dungeons, you and have they would to. hate me. No, they'll love you. They'll <laughs> love you, okay? You're talking all ears gibberish. I have no idea what you're talking about. You should talk about. to them on Twitter, okay? All right, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm shy. I'm Twitter shy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Right. You can be. You can it just like a My Little Pony. May I? <laughs> yeah, it totally. Does. May I say, Aaron, that I did not think that was your. I forgot that you had mentioned that Fifth Element was on your list. I could have sworn you were going to say Hellboy. Hellboy is not on this list at all. Why isn't it? It's a science. It's not even movie. in my eighteen. Whoa. I thought it was you don't more like, of a paranormal film. It's, it's I was science going, fiction. It's fantasy. I was going for more. Yeah, I don't know. Stuff. I don't know that. To me, it's the only the only one I let slip was Mystery Men. But as far as Everything else I feel is more hardcore sci-fi. You don't Hellboy. like Hellboy? I don't. I don't. The movie Hellboy? I'm okay with them now. Aaron? I, I'm okay with one. I'm okay Aaron? with two. I don't like them. I know you yeah. love the comics up and down. That's my problem. The Hellboy's a good movie. No. In my opinion. It's, it's no. good. Right, I've come you- to a place where I can agree with you. 
in my life. I've come to a place where I can agree with you because I love Del Toro. Yeah, yes. Guillermo Del Toro. I love awesome. Del Toro. What do you? What is your? What is your? Your specifically issue with it. with Hellboy the movie. Oh, can the I... comics are just so much better. Yeah, like I feel that I feel that that that, that in adaptation, um, they lost. Okay, you need to separate. It. I mean, you were just talking about Douglas Adams. I know. Yeah, but I know. I just but, but but Hellboy is so much closer to me, right? Right. Than than that. Right. So I just wanted to step in and say mm-hmm. that reading Hellboy comics, I I agree with Aaron that the comics were so much better, and there could have been so much cool stuff they could have done with Hellboy. And then when you see the movie, you're like, oh, I. You just kind of feel like, oh, okay, that's not as exciting or as epic or as detailed or... The first story is structured around a haunted house tale, and I feel if they'd kept with that structure, it would have, it would just would have been better instead of all these, like, multiple location changes and well they had to make an things. action movie for people i mean this this was before the whole superhero revolution had even happened i know it, so it's the timing it's a little bit of the timing it's a little bit of this got ron perlman your boyfriend and i know i know oh, yeah, sorry your second boyfriend after elijah wood yeah oh wow that would have been great if elijah see i maybe it would have been higher on my list if elijah would have been in the movie <laughs> yeah he sure as hell could be hellboy though. <laughs> we'll say it's number 19 on my on my list yeah no no you hate it it's okay Oh. I don't hate it. Sarah, just, what's your number one? It's a disappointment. Don't like it as much. It's kind of like me and Tank Girl. Like, that movie's so good, <clears throat> Tank Girl. So good. I'm just kidding. Never seen <laughs> Oh, you should see it. You should see it. <laughs> I just heard it's, that it would be okay. an excellent midnight movie. It's it's an okay film, but compared to the comics, like, oh. But then again, there's nothing you could really do with it. I'll be quiet. <laughs> My number one, as I've already said, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, a movie written by Charlie Kaufman, directed by Michelle Gondry, acted by, acted phenomenally by Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet and Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst and Elijah Wood and... Many other cool people. Elijah Wood. Tom Wilkinson? Is that Tom what Wilkinson, yep. yes. Um, That's about it. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, David Cross. This movie did things in a movie that, like, blew my mind. <laughs> Story-wise and practically in terms of the effects. And it was so cool. I mean, I have to say... Have to I have to dork out for a minute. This movie was so amazing. When I saw it, I thought no one has told a story like this. And I just thought that it was crazy <laughs> and it was great. And if you haven't seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I think most people have seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, it's so good and it's so heart wrenching. Yeah. And it makes you feel you it's almost too real. There there are things that are definitely sci-fi about it, but in that lo-fi way that I like, like in that practical, kind of imaginable way that seems not too far from reality. And they use like, you know, they use things in this movie that are just 
you know, like an object, like a metal ball, like a helmet, and doesn't look like anything different than anything you might see today, but it does something that hasn't been done in our <laughs> in our current world. It can do something that that we can't do, which is erase someone from your memory. And in this movie, they decide to not only say you can erase someone from your memory, but they introduce this idea of trying to stop that from happening. And they introduce this idea of fate and sort of synchronicity. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I think uh, the movie definitely has this, like, you can't erase something fast because then you're going to repeat your mistake. You need to have that bad memory. Even if, like, you know, it, it pains you, but... It's how you learn. It's how you learn. It's how you learn. Yeah. I think it definitely addresses that. And it definitely... It addresses heartbreak in such a real way, like, you f you feel for the characters in ways that you remember how you felt when your heart was broken. Mm -hmm. and And I love that about it, and it is painful, it's dramatic. But there are so many other fun and amazing elements and the and the sad, sad parts of this movie are done well, too. In fact, I think that's why people have a hard time rewatching it is because the sad parts are done so well that you you get sad from it. But there's this idea of there's so many fun things in this movie. Yeah. I almost don't even know like if I should go into all of them cuz it's late, but um my a few of my favorite things from this movie are Kate Winslet's character she played this off-the-wall girl that colored her hair and did all these different things and was an artist, and and she was a brash kind of outspoken person and spontaneous, and I just hadn't really seen, like, a leading lady that behaved that way in, like, based in reality. Yeah. Like, real world. And I really liked... um that they're both fallible characters. Jim Carrey did a great job doing a role that had nothing to do with him making a bunch of faces and stuff, you know? This is outside his repertoire. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. And, um... No Grinch in sight. Yeah. <laughs> Not a single Grinch. Yeah. What's wrong with the Grinch? I'm just saying... Was that before or after the Truman Show? It was, oh, it was after. This is after Truman Show. Okay. Just Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was like the warm, like Truman Show, The Majestic, Man on the Moon. I feel like those were all like warm ups. To this part. Yeah. And I've, I've seen this movie so many times. Like I, I have parts of it memorized probably and songs of it. Musical sequences. That's another thing in this movie that it uses music in a completely different, unique way. Um, yeah. I don't remember that. It's been a really long time. Yeah. Check it out again. The music is. I'll just get a bunch of chocolate and sit and watch the movie and try not to get to it. <laughs> we'll just have something prepped afterwards, like a like a like a <laughs> ha a, a, a movie that you know that makes you happy, just ready to go. Yeah. So that when you're when you're super bummed out, you can be like, "All right, it's go time." Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I I really like this movie as well. It definitely made my my um my mentionables um from this year. 
uh, from from this decade, and uh, it's um, just it's just really creative, very creative in in a way that something I'd never seen before. I unfortunately had a very awkward experience watching this movie because uh, I was watching it uh, in the living room of my parents' house, and there are certain scenes in this movie that yeah. No. My younger sister shouldn't have seen, and it was really awkward because my friends didn't even like. They'd already seen it. They didn't tell me, really? and it was really awkward. I was like, "I'm sorry, guys." I didn't even know there was. <laughs> well, it's just it's a very you know there there's just some stuff in there that my younger sisters probably shouldn't have experienced at at their age, and I was really embarrassed that I exposed them to that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's not too bad. I know it wasn't like the end of the world, but it <laughs> yeah. was still it was an, it was an awkward experience. Mm-hmm. Are there any specific things you like about it, Jolie? Don't ever, <laughs> Jolie. <laughs> this is the woman I love, and she's not. Nope, no one's allowed to say. <laughs> um, it's like you said. It's it just uh, is such good at like tapping into those emotional feelings that we've had you know if you've had a breakup bad breakup you know how heart-wrenching it is and it takes a long time to get over that stuff so when you see it like displayed so raw in this movie you can't help but feel like a little bit of that wound is getting poked at but the on top of like the the amazing acting that jim carrey and kate winslet do in this um the use of technology in this, it like, is so basic. Understated. Like, they don't, we don't have to explain to you how this machine works or anything like that. That's not, not important or anything like that. When, when they explain, like, they're not trying to, like, oh, we've figured out a super science, you know, a method and all this stuff like that. There's a part in the movie where they say, like, so are, you're erasing my memory. It sounds, it sounds like brain damage. And he's like, well, you know, technically it is brain damage, but it's on par with a night of heavy drinking. Now that, you know, you're not really going to miss anything like that. And that's like, that feels like a, a dirty explanation for a technology that they don't fully understand, yeah. but they immediately yeah. found a way to profit off of right. that, yeah. that like is, feels so true yeah. to what could actually happen. Yeah. It's it's good use that way. And then you put it in the hands of, like, <laughs> amateurs, like, uh, you know, because Elijah Wood and uh, Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst, who, all three of them do fantastic in that's, this freaking thing. That's one of my favorite parts, mm-hmm. what you're talking about. They're, they're just, like, technicians, like, goofballs. And, like, mm-hmm. as somebody who is the occasional late-night technician, like, uh, you know, like, I can do my job really well, but... I I may not like come off as professional because um, it's it's late at night. I'm not doing what these guys are doing. You know, I'm not getting (laughs) drunk in my underwear and dancing on the bed or anything like that (laughs) because there are no beds at the server room, as far as you know. But that'd make a very interesting server room. I'm going to say if there was a bed in there. I'm very tired. I guess sleep in the server room. It's nice and cool. (laughs) Uh, But it is real, like. You can see that <laughs> the people that are doing this are, are probably not experts, and they're not even doctors, you know? 
And that feels it, real too. But it's like a, a quick and dirty thing. Like, oh, you need to erase these memories. Like, okay, we're going to do it for you. Like, to be damned with whatever consequences that come along because of it. I kind of like the people in the waiting room. Like, there's mm. this one guy who just has this really just distraught look on his face, and he just has a box full of bowling stuff. I lost the big game. I gotta forget it. Yeah, but he has trophies and stuff, and you're like, what happened to this guy where he needs to forget, like, that bad? Donnie. Donnie died. He's gonna get rid of Donnie's stuff. <sighs> anyway, I could go on and on about what I love about this movie, but, yep. like, basically... I think it was well written. I think it was incredibly directed. I think it was well acted. And the music was cool. And the visuals were cool. Yeah, we didn't really talk about like how the the Michelle Gondry ness of like what makes it essentially his style of movie with the the way he messes around with time and the way like uh the the visuals of uh you know, instead of when we're going back in Jim Carrey's memories instead of showing him as a a child version of him. It's him, and they they shoot it in such a way. They're not using a camera. They're just using camera tricks. You know, they're not using a computer to make him look smaller than yeah. the person who's playing his mother and stuff like that. It, there's a whole bunch of things that happen, and it's it's really kind of like stunning. The eye. <laughs> they built like a gigantic table and a mock like kitchen so that Jim Carrey, as his full size person, could stand under the table and look small. Yeah. Like they did, they went the extra mile to do all the practical. It's pretty effects. amazing. They're, this mm. is a different movie, but the science of sleep is a Michelle Gondry oh, yeah, movie yeah, that yeah. he made later. And there's this moment in that movie that, like, just epitomizes his like physical um, tricks that he does in film. And it's like there's a sink full of water, and he has like all these shiny pieces of like plastic, like mm-hmm. kind of interweaved. And the person puts their hands in there and the plastic is kind of like the sheets of plastic are kind of moving. And it's like, that's just how he does it. It's like a, it's like a collage or like a, he just builds it all yeah. physically. Yeah. Also a very sad movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our turn. Yeah, I recommend if you have a chance to see the compilation of Michelle Gondry's music videos, mm-hmm. check out a whole bunch of those. Oh, cool. Those are all amazing. We'll do. Yeah. We'll do. Do we have that anymore? We used to have a copy. Yeah, I think we do. And I and I've watched like all the bonus material around this and I kind of feel like I have some like inside knowledge because I am a really big fan of this comic book artist named Gabrielle Bell that was in a relationship with Michelle Gondry and wrote about things that they anyway, things that he uses in his filmmaking. But um Michelle Gondry has an amazing imagination and i think to coincide with the amazing imagination of uh what did i say his name was i'm sorry mm-hmm. the director of the movie, writer or the writer charlie kaufman charlie kaufman charlie kaufman incredible writer he came up with this concept anyway yeah that's all i'm going to say yeah cool okay my number 1 is a movie that, uh, like I said, I had a trouble between picking between Eternal Sunshine because that's very, you know, personal, like, memories, all that stuff like that. But a movie that I have watched more than ten times and uh, have kind of obsessed over it and, like, I, I think it's not a perfect movie, but I, like, absolutely love 
the way it's done. The, the stylization is uh, Dark City. Oh, yeah, I was gonna from nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, didn't think that was sci-fi. <laughs> well, they they were kidnapped by aliens and put on a fake planet. <laughs> I didn't put that together. Big city. Yeah. <laughs> Thought it was more horror related or paranormal. It's definitely both. Yeah, it's all that stuff. Uh, Dark City is uh like a science fiction noir type movie where everything is. The city is dark, constantly, yeah, bathed in <laughs> darkness, and we like this. The story is it's basically a big experiment done by these like hideous kind of like alien creatures trying to find the secret to human soul because their race is dying. But it's done in this, like I said, it's it's a noirish style way where the main character is trying to figure out why these things are happening and because everyone's memory gets reset at a certain point and their lives Maybe. are literally changed around like around them like the the architects of the city are changing the city they are changing the conditions of the people trying to see you know how we can experiment with them like inventing memories and stuff like that and this is the first person who's been able to like break through that and we, you know, it's it starts off as kind of a murder mystery, like who is this killer? And uh, eventually, like we have to get uh, figure out, like, wait, no, there's something else going on with the city. Like people are falling asleep. I can't figure out why hasn't anyone seen the the daylight? You know, we have obsessions with these places that seem not to exist. You know, they, they keep bringing up Shell Beach, which no one can ever remember how to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> you, you've got like Rufus Sewell, who is doing his best American accent, which is just fine. Uh, <laughs> and like he he's great. And then he's Je- awesome. Jennifer Connelly, yep. amazing, awesome. Um, Kiefer Sutherland playing this kind of creepazoid <laughs> guy, but he's also freaking awesome. Yeah. And then, like, uh, I don't know any of the names of any of the actors that play like the the creature guys, so stuff like that. But there, there's no clue. No clue. Such I like, a. I like how their names are always like Mister Black. Yes. Tune is no longer with us. Sorry. Like, oh, poor, poor Mister Whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. Poor so, Mister, like Pale or something. Yeah. It's. I remember uh, seeing that in theaters when it came out, and I think the biggest downfall to that movie is that it didn't get very good publicity, and they didn't market it very well. So when it came out, it was just me and my dad in the theater. It was like empty, and. uh that's a bummer. Yeah. I remember that there was a comic. I'm like, oh, that was based on the comic, but I want to see what that is. I never read the comic, but I heard there was some. Like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't know it was based on a comic. Wow. Yeah, so we went <laughs> cool. to watch it. And my now brother, I got to go find it. I remember when we were leaving, my dad's like, what? 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 You know, where did you hear about Well, That was definitely a movie. I think he, uh, he was kind of shocked by it. But I remember like thinking, man, the visuals were so cool. Yeah. And that movie. And just the style. William Hurt, I forgot, is also really good as, like, this detective person. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, something about... Uh, oh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, you're like, it was mostly ignored. I think that the 
the critics were like middling to whatever, but Roger Ebert like championed this movie. Like, oh yeah, that's how I found yeah. out like most bet that it was. I'm like, oh okay, I heard about yeah. that. I heard it was about a comic. Mm. I gotta check this out, and I was like all about <clears throat> Ebert's like picks because he was like a huge anime fan. Nerd. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's, he's a, he was a big a anime, fan. anime fan. Never mind, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> and, uh, to pick out movies, I usually um, this is my recommendation, listeners. If you're still listening, <laughs> sorry, we we started a little late tonight, and we're going a little late. But um, my my recommendation is the back of Nylon magazine. They always have really cool recommendations of music. Cool books and movies coming out and then there's a feminist magazine that's called bust and i usually check their recommendations for upcoming movies um but i also i cruise the um hulu trailers and i basically make my choice on key like art like the art style typeface and sometimes an actor if i really like an actor i'll be like oh what's that but that's how i I mean, now I hear about art movies, too, from Joel, because he follows, like, people who know in the festivals and stuff. Because I'm a movie nerd. Well, what I was going to say, tying back into this movie, is that, like, I think of this as being a movie you loved before you were a movie nerd. Yeah. And it certainly held over. Yeah. Uh, It's good. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about Dark City in general? You know, it was a movie that I didn't see very often. For whatever reason, I did see it when I was a teenager, but for some reason, whoever I was watching it with, I didn't, it wasn't heavy on the rotation. You know, we might have had a vote system with my family, and it might have just been like vetoed for being like maybe like too slow moving or something for my sisters. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't see it very often. And then when we started hanging out more, as adults, I think I, I think we watched it together. Like one of the first things we did. Yeah. My, my introduction to this movie is kind of similar, but it was uh, Campo. Mm. She she showed it to me for the first time, and I was like, "Whoa, where have I been? Why didn't I see this? What's wrong with life? What am I doing?" But but at the same time, I was like, "This is a good movie." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's really good. And I'm very thankful you shared that with me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. And I'd like to take this moment to to apologize for never seeing wrist cutters until recently too. Guy, I, I told you, <laughs> I've been trying to get him to see that, and he said, "I don't want to watch a movie with wrist cutting." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey. I mean, yes, it, it is pretty. I had issues that, with that, that name, is... but I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Now that's when I saw in um, theaters too. In you a saw wrist drive, cutters, yeah, a drive oh, through. Damn, yeah, over cool. in uh, Santa Barbara. Oh, cool. So that was interesting. Cool. <laughs> yeah, just watched it on Netflix one time randomly. Yeah, I think I liked that Patrick Fugit or something was yeah. in it. And that girl, the actress that's in it, she was in something else. Shannon like, Sossaman. Near the same time. Yeah. I think I had seen the Night's name Tale. and I didn't want to see it. No, Night's I Tale. was thinking 40 Days in Night's Tale. Oh, trashy no. movie 40 I love. Days of Night's. Right. Oh, Night's Tale. That's a great movie. Trashy movie, I love. Anyway, um, so let's let's go on. Let's okay. let's wrap it. this up with uh, our honorable mentions. All right, got a thousand of them. Let's yep. do this marathon. Let's, it first of all, I want to you guys. What other 1997 movies do you have? There were actually only three. Really, only three that. Um, Real. My honorable mention from '97 yes. was Alien Resurrection. Oh, okay. Wow, not even on my list. 
I like it. But. I love that movie. Yeah. It's stupid, but I love it. Ron Perlman. Oh my god! Do you have another 1997? I'm yeah. gonna leave you here. <laughs> hey, that's my fine. Honorable mention is Gattaca. Gattaca, I got that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the only one for me. Do that okay. even make my list? <laughs> uh, so my, I've got a couple more besides that. Um, mm-hmm. I've got Men in Black, 1997. Oh yeah. And uh, like you know, it doesn't. It it's not on my list, but I've I've seen that movie a whole bunch of times. I mean, yeah, you know, it was, it was kind of like a cultural phenomenon. Dude, that didn't make my list. I feel bad. Uh, that's all right. I so, do. It'll be on there now. Man. Yeah, so, I like yeah. the director. I pencil in it right yeah. now. No, uh, yeah, I think that uh, might be uh, Barry Sonnenfeld did, or I think it was, was maybe it was Barry Sonnenfeld. Anyways, like I think that it is like super stylized and uh, really the, cool. The scene, if you watch it now, I'm like, this still holds up. Oh it's yeah, still, the beginning the is a little effects. bit, but still. Like I'm like, man, this is still. There's a lot of amazing practical effects in that movie. Yeah, some of the humor is the only thing that I like is not not doesn't do it for me anymore. But like, yeah, the visuals and like the action and Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith and it's good. Um, I wanted to ask you, when Mm -hmm. did Jurassic Park come out? Ninety three. Is that not, wait? When is the time? Doesn't it doesn't fit, doesn't fit this? I, not yet. Next 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 there time. Were a bunch well, there's that were because that's another movie where it's like, oh man, it still looks pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, except for holds the, up the Jeep part, but that's the like, brontosaurus. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Mm, but I like still, George. he's my friend. <laughs> uh, also on there, Event Horizon. <laughs> Watched it for the podcast. <laughs> I love that movie too. It like. I yeah. Ever since we watched it, I'm like, Event Horizon School. It's a fun movie. <laughs> it's like, I mean, the ship. The ship doesn't make should be. that ship doesn't make sense at all. Let's no, be honest. There's spikes funny. everywhere. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know. It's the haunted spaceship it. movie, Event Horizon. People die. If you don't remember, it's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's I'll show you the trailer. Who speaks in Latin? And the people. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't blame people who hate that movie for hating it. Oh, I love it though. It was like it's so trash. Thank you, Jose, for getting us. Thanks, Jose. Yeah. Aaron, you got doo doo taste in my movie. I didn't <laughs> make my list. I love it though. You're looking and at me in class. Actually, uh, <laughs> wait, oh, I've got two more. 1997. I forgot. Okay, Starship Troopers came out in 1997. Okay, and you got to squash those bugs, man. You got to squash them. I have original art from that movie. It. Okay, I, well, you're doing all right. No, nah, right. it's it's by right. the director of RoboCop, and it's a commentary, and it's really good. That's I have original art from the movie, but, by the but way. people hate that movie. Like, no, people. It's it's like Fight Club. The the kind of people that love that movie sometimes love it because they the misunderstand the content. <laughs> <laughs> I heard like it's it's kind of like the book, right? No, from what I understand, it is unfortunately like not. Like yeah. Which one am I thinking? I think I'm thinking of the. They have a few other ones, like the CG ones. Um, there's something I was going to ask. I don't remember exactly this. Why exactly are they fighting the bugs? They're invasive. Uh, they're spread. We're just we're just I trying to even, kill or be killed. I don't yeah. even know why yeah. it started. Yeah, it just like they, I they, they were just went to their planet and it's, started. It's shit the typical colonization. It's probably we, both we ways, want yeah. we want planets to live on, and so we're wiping out okay. them. Yeah. But but it's also kind of a scenario in which in which you know they want planets too yes so we're just kind of fighting to survive at this point but it also deals with the co- colonization it's been a while i saw it in the theaters and i was like the book the book, is, the book is actually really good the book is it. actually really good see see aaron's parents he did read the book okay one more one they more gave me the copy <laughs> is the saint which is only a science fiction movie because they talk about cold fusion i'm really glad that you brought that up by the way 
And I <laughs> like that movie because of Val I'm, Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Sorry, I just cussed under my breath. I love that movie. Yeah. I love it a lot. It's a fun movie. Val Kilmer. I watch it a hundred more times. I've never seen yeah. it. So, oh, we're watching it. Um, no, you guys want to get so some coffee or, or if you don't want it, that's I'm so fine. worried it's gonna be bad. <laughs> it is pretty bad. It's pretty bad, oh, but I love but it. It's a stinker. Okay, what else? I love it though. I don't think of it as being tremendously sci-fi, so it didn't make my list. Yeah. Okay, what other what other extras do you have? I've got a whole bunch. Uh, Are we gonna did, list them or not? No, you need okay. ninety-seven. Let me let me. Yeah, okay, Aaron, just go through the rest. Here's of ninety-eight. Those. Okay, <laughs> you did ninety-seven. Here's ninety-eight for me. I have um. Uh, this was one of my runner-ups, which was the faculty. Oh, uh, with God. Elijah Wood. Yeah, we watched uh, that. I know. I oh, you do remember? Good. No, good. I still remember. Oh, good, good. I love that movie. She was on the episode. I remember. I remember you guys (laughs) trashed it and and hurt my soul. Don't worry. (laughs) Never for Phantoms. Also, actually, ninety eight is such a blessed year. (laughs) Can I mention that? This yeah. is like the first year I, I was in high school. One movie from that. My voice was hardly cracking and breaking at this point. <laughs> it's a good year. Voice is now breaking me. <laughs> Small Soldiers came out in 1998. Oh. By the way, I'm just gonna keep shaking. Aaron, how are we together? From what, I, what I've heard, that is a good movie. So it's a good movie. Okay, it's a good movie. Aaron. The practical effects alone. No, Aaron, <laughs> it's not a Gundam Wing endless waltz. <laughs> well, I've actually seen are that. Are you hmm. serious? What? Yeah. I already told you I have trashy taste in no, movies, I don't guys. I know what I like, that is. I like Wing so, Endless Waltz a lot. Um, <sighs> that's the year 1998. I mean, I haven't seen it since the, the yeah. 90s. I watched it on Toonami. Yeah, yeah. And too. it was an amazing oh, That's time. really funny. Okay. Do you have a 98? 98, Dark City. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, okay. Nice. Okay, 99, Joel. Well, I got a 198 that oh, Aaron hasn't it. mentioned yet. Oh, go for I it. I don't know if it's on his list. The X-Files Fight the Future movie. I was going to include that, but I decided against it. Okay. Is well, that the one the Bjork song in it? I don't know. Might be. Yeah. They did like Hunter with the bees. was in it. Or, oh. Yeah, Hunter. That's, um, okay. that's all I know about I like it. it. That movie's really fun. Yeah. There's Is lots it? of really cool things in it that happen in it, but unfortunately, it kind of- it kind of it's a stinker. Well, it suffers from the whole, like, the whole- Mystery unsolved yeah. thing mm-hmm. that well, X Files just suffers from. Does. That as show should someone, be renamed. We don't know what happened. As someone who did not watch the series mm-hmm. at the time, I enjoyed the movie a lot. And people tell you like, "Oh, you gotta watch it," and then you gotta watch the series. I'm like, yeah, maybe. And didn't know that. <laughs> uh, next uh, ninety nine. Or do you have more in ninety eight? No, ninety eight's done. Okay. I'm ready for ninety nine. I got two on ninety nine. I have two as well. Well, actually, we already said the Matrix, that so like bingo. I only got one. <laughs> I have Iron Giant. Iron Giant. Oh, that's, oh, that's man, a great one. That's great. Yeah. I also have Galaxy Quest. That's what I have on there. Nice. I love that movie you so have much. One? I actually put Lake Placid, which oh. is a hilarious <laughs> movie, but cool. I like it. I've never seen With it. Betty White. It's fun. Is that the one? Yes. I don't remember if she's in it. She cusses a lot in that movie. You know, this is like a category movie for me of like a bunch of, what do you call that? When there's just like a bunch of actors in it that are all. Ensemble? Yeah, it's like an ensemble. I thought that was more of a creature feature than something. Yeah, but is he like mutated or something like that? No, he's really big. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I don't know. Well, it falls under according to Letterboxd. And Letterboxd, it was there. I put it in as an honorable movie. 2000? Oh, yeah. Pitch Black? Yep. Nope. 
Pitch Black. I don't like that movie. That's okay. No. Vin Diesel. No, it's okay. Uh, when was the last time you watched that movie? It's been a few years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Digimon the movie? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Love Did it. Yeah. Also, it's, it's also everywhere. has some sma- it has some Smash Mouth in there, by the way. Oh God! So I'm not joking. And some Fat Boy Slim. Fat Boy Slim. My eyes are crossed. It's. I mean, that's right what they did. Now. It's a lovely experience. <laughs> that's what they always did. They like brought over an, a a popular Japanese movie, put it in the theater, and then they put like music from. The- <laughs> Digimon was kind of a kind of a thing at this time for me. My theater when I was working at it. So yeah. I, I used to wear goggles to school. Uh, anyways. Wow. Um, it's okay, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really glad. Thank you. In case you fell in a pool? Why no, because I thought it was cool. <laughs> so, okay. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Also, Titan A. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down mm-hmm. for 2000. I, I can't comment. I saw it in the theater, but so did I can't I. remember if it's any good or not. But based on how I feel about Fox animation, normally I probably wouldn't like it. Anymore. The effects were interesting. Mm-hmm. The, 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 I remember it wasn't I liked, very seamless. I like the soundtrack. <laughs> This part was the bonus music video at the end of the oh, VHS. The lit. Oh, the lit. Yeah. Oh, lit. my God. Lit. It's so bad. They took, <laughs> they took the animation and they just digitally posted their faces on the animated characters and sang it. And it was so bad. You know what, guys? I saw Lit in concert. Oh, you're so awesome, I lo- Sarah. I, that album. You're so awesome. It's dorky, but I loved that album when it came out. Yeah, I mean, this was a little. No, they this like was a real around band? that time. They were a real band. I thought it was lit. a soundtrack band. <laughs> no, Lit Lit was a band. I saw Lit in Berkeley. That's so in cool. In 2000, open up for Sarah. You're so cool. No doubt on the Return of Saturn tour. You saw No Doubt and Lit at the same time. And the Black Eyed Peas opened. Wow! But I got there after they had already mm. performed. And I got Lit. What? Anyway, 2000 amazing 2000 movies. 2000, yes, I have um, Happy Accidents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have The Cell. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> I like Vincent D'Onofrio. And I guess 2000 was a big year for him. Mm-hmm. He's in both of those movies. Yeah. yeah. That's like the only movie that Jennifer Lopez was completely beige in. <sighs> Sorry. It just, that okay. used to drive me crazy about her. Trying to. She's just always beige. Like, like, you know, she'd always wear beige clothes, and then she'd bleach her hair so it blended in with her s- skin, and then she'd wear that beige lipstick. I think she was beige. She was just very beigey. In the future. No, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember seeing, like, a commercial for some, like, oh, wow, she's wearing red lipstick. What? Some color getting in there. Yeah. Do you have anything? Frequency. Frequency. Okay. I like that movie a lot. Dennis Quaid, uh, Jim Caviezel, uh, talking through the radio. Radio talk, Radio Gaga. I like it. Okay. I haven't seen the TV show. Okay, 2001, Space Odyssey, guys? Uh, there were a few um, classics from this particular okay, year. I, I like <laughs> in general. I, I will I, tell you, I have only two movies, but they are both animated. This was a good year. Um Okay. For a lot of reasons. And one of them was the movie Evolution. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't make I, my list, but I, I, I do love like this it. movie so much. I still much. like it. I know, I know I'm human trash right now. No, but, no, no, it's okay. But this let, is a really fun movie. Let me tell you, you get, you get, uh, what, you get David Duchovny. Yep. And you get Orlando Jones. Yes. My heart. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that was such a fun. It was like a fun kind of like buddy, oh, yeah. buddy like. I forgot about that movie, but then when you said that, I pictured it. The, C- <laughs> the CG is really interesting in this movie as well. Um, and Donkey Lips is in it. Yep. It's just it's just a great movie. That's his name from now on. <laughs> it is okay. I'll never learn the actor's name. It's Donkey Lips. Um, I Metropolis the anime. Oh, I've never also seen. came out in this year, mm. and I really liked the that a- adaptation of that. Yeah. Um, and also, um, Kevin Spacey K Pax, mm? two thousand one. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I'd seen it several times. That was my before. first exposure to Kevin Spacey. Yeah, this movie. Yeah, um, I loved it. Jeff Bridges is really good, and mm-hmm. as I remember, and there's yep. that character actor who is in, um. He's in Twin Peaks as that one guy's brother. Okay, you know what? I can't even remember his name, so never mind. But he's he's great. Sarah, do you have any 2001? Yes, I have one. Okay. It's Vanilla Sky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And that is a a cool sci-fi movie. Yeah. That's, a, that's a cool sci-fi technology kind of thing, like Eternal Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Not done in the same way at all, but very interesting concept. Kurt Russell. And I like the actors, and I like the use of Radiohead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And Paul McCartney. And- Did an uh, okay song. Yeah. Um, I too, the 2001, I've got Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. I got a special place in my heart. Hey, that's that a movie. fun movie. Makes me laugh. That's a fun movie. And I keep ca- bumping the thing. Sorry. Cowboy Bebop, the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I noticed that on first glance, but when I went back over it, I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely That's a fun there. movie. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's, let's speed through. Okay. okay. I, I, I'm just going to read the last ones on cool. my list. Okay, Minority Report, 2002. Uh, 28 Days Later, also 2002, I got Hellboy on this list. I got That's fine. Final Wars. And uh, for 2004, the last one I have is Primer. No 2005 or 2006 movies for you? No, I don't, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, 2005, like, I had nothing. Okay. That's Any- fine. Has anyone said Idiocracy yet? No. All Interesting. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so from... O- um, from 02 to 06? Yes. Okay. Or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just okay. 02, I have Armitage the mm-hmm. Third, uh, Science. Mm-hmm. Uh, 03, oh, I have. Science. Yeah, 03, I have Save the Green Planet. Mm-hmm. 2004, I have Primer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eternal Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And obviously Godzilla Final Wars, which was already made my top list. I scratched That's it out. Right. Uh, 2005, Hitchhiker's Guide, or to use that. Uh, the CG movie 9. And also. I liked it. Uh, and then Serenity came out that year, 2005. Mm-hmm. So I, Firefly, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then 2006, I had uh, Children of Men. Cool. And that's my... that's my uh, Serenity was 2005, you said? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. I liked it. Didn't make my list, though. That's funny. Sarah, what do you got left? Okay, what I have left is 2002. I had 28 Days Later as well. Mm-hmm. I had... Tuck Everlasting. This is kind of a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen it. No, I've never seen it. I saw the, tra- the trailer for it. That's about my it's only experience. Alexis Bledel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That means it's a good movie. I kind of like period movies, and this is like sore. It's like, have you ever seen that movie Forever Young with Mel Gibson? Nope. It's kind of like that. It's your family standard. Um, No, it's not. 
<laughs> um, so 2002 was Tuck Everlasting and 28 Days Later. And then 2003, I didn't have any. 2004, I didn't have any. 2005, I didn't have any. So my last ones were Idiocracy, 2006. Oh, nice. Oh, there we go. Nice. Cool. And Scanner Darkly, 2006. Oh, I should have mentioned that, yeah. Another great use of Radiohead. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> rotoscoping. Is great. Yeah, rotoscoping. That, visually, that is so cool. And yeah, Idiocracy, it's a hilarious movie, but it's also a very apt social commentary. It's yeah. very much it's so. It's sad how much it seems real now. <laughs> I don't want to get political, but basically, this movie came out a while ago and it's very funny but things that have happened since this movie came out there are a few that uh were eerily familiar (laughs) all right now on to number 76 we're gonna go see some more movies i don't know what they're gonna be we'll figure it out later but i hope you enjoyed that list we'd love to hear from anybody if you guys have uh, some movies from that decade that you think that we missed out on that we should mention or that we need to see, please let us know. Yeah. Send us an email at please don't podcast at gmail.com or contact us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. But thank you for sticking with us. Thank if you, you for have. Listening. Thank you. And this is your first time. Uh, usually we do regular episodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on one movie. Yeah, typically yeah. we talk about one movie at a time. Yeah. But we appreciate you indulging us to nerd out like this. Um, yeah, we. I would really like to hear other movies that may have been overlooked and opinions as well. <laughs> 100%. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!